Ryan. Can you take me higher? And Leon Searcy. Bringing you love, peace, and soul. How you like me now? Oh, man. Oh, man. He did it again. Dynasty, well, it was already there. Confirmation now. Uh, Chiefs Kingdom, uh, I guess it's true, and we're just living in it. Welcome to a Mokama Beer Company Monday. Uh, Mokama, they definitely can deliver great craft coffee every day of the week. Beautiful craft creations Tuesday through Sunday up there in Fernandina and Wildlight. So that's two Nassau locations and, of course, Mokama beer on the shelves at Total and ABC. We'll be telling you about them today. But as we get everything cranked, it's the day after the Super Bowl. Some people would like to make this a holiday, but everyone comes out of Sunday night back into their workplace, and we just talk about the game. Uh, And here in Duval, we're definitely going to tie it back to Jacksonville and your Jaguars and what's it going to take. Very simple. What's it going to take? Because the hunger, the excellence, the preparation, and the execution, Leon, it is all there when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, let me just say when it comes to Pat Mahomes, more than anything else, he is the man. He is the man. He is absolutely the man. Listen, I was privileged when I in my era to go up against a couple of good dynasties, Cowboy dynasties, Broncos. And listen, I equate dynasty back to back. You went back to back. That's a dynasty. So I, I Cowboys dynasty, Broncos dynasty. But the one thing they missing him there. My son, when he was little, and he used to get in, in the playground fighting. I said, "Who did it? him there?" They don't have him there. Him there is Patrick Mahomes, that guy. Matt Matt just told me, he said, Leon, you're going to have to say you're never going to bet against me. I'm never. I'm never. I posted it. I post stamped it yesterday. 2-11-24, I'm never betting against Patrick Mahomes ever again. When 15 has the ball. It's time left. And I was trying to think to myself, when I play, who was that guy? That If you, you knew that less than two minutes ago, if he has the ball, he has a chance, Elway. Elway's not even close to this guy. And he was the all king of Elway's the, greatness. King of the comebacks. And, and all of Elway's greatness, he was not him there. Yeah. He, I'm, Patrick Mahomes that guy. He's that guy. It, it's so funny because we, we look around and we say, what is something like that that you would like to be able to get your hands on with this football team? And there is nothing right now. Trevor doesn't represent that. There really isn't anybody else on this team that represents that. And I'm, I'm another thing they need to stop doing, okay? You know, right in the middle of the season when the Chiefs were kind of struggling, they weren't that dynamic team that we used to think, used to seeing, whatever. And they were trying to say, equate, okay, Barrows is in this. No, Barrows, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, whoever, is Patrick Mahomes and the rest of the world. There's nobody on his level. There's nobody that's quite like him. I think the thing that gets me when we look at this game is that he was able to – he's the classic I-can-do-more-with-less guy – and this was in a game when even Travis Kelsey was in the doghouse for a little bit uh, for trying to hip-toss his head coach, which was just unbelievable. And he went to Valdez Scantling. He just went down the line and made play after play. And then he used his legs and took off and started to make plays. Travis Kelsey, one catch for one yard in the first half. <laughs> in the second half, eight catches for 92 yards. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't want to ever hear it again about, oh, like there's not enough time at halftime to actually make adjustments. Adjustments were made in this game on both sides. And I'm not just talking about the injury to Dre Greenlaw, which I think directly impacted it was, it was the massive. outcome of this yeah, one. And, and listen, I, I know – I don't know. Like, I know people were, like, laughing at it, including people may or may not be in this room. Um, but, like, I couldn't help but come away from that game feeling like 
Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, they were all so amped up, so fired up. That defense came out like its hair was on fire. And by the end of the game, the boogeyman, as you like to call him, Leon Searcy, had every single member of that 49ers team, and they kept panning and they kept taking shots of them on the sideline on the broadcast, of them just looking up at the sky being like, this can't be happening. And it is. They looked gassed. They couldn't believe it was happening, and it happened again. Yeah, I mean, listen, they, they, I mean, have you, you ever seen Hagler Hearns fight? I mean, that mm-hmm. fight is like blow for blow, toe for toe for about Some three rounds. Some of the rounds. best. But eventually, Hearns got tired. Yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't stop swinging. But the Chiefs didn't. They, they swung the whole game. And for whatever mm-hmm. reason, the Chiefs, from the first half to the second half, they looked like they got tougher. I mean, I know they made halftime adjustments, but in that first half, the 49ers controlled both lines of the line of scrimmage, getting after the passer, running the ball, keeping the ball, controlling the time of possession. The Chiefs going into halftime, it just looked like they got stronger, more equipped, and, you know, just out-executed the 49ers. They still brought their stuff, but the Chiefs just, whatever they brought, they had I'll tell you what they brought. 95 gathered the entire defense Mm -hmm. on the sidelines and it ends right now. That's what happened. Yeah, I mean, listen. They played. They played. Well, he took over. He Balls did. out on defense. Well, and you are right. That- and that's here's the thing, too, is we're talking about, you know, it was a boring game. It wasn't a boring game. It was a great game. It was a defense game. And I think we're so used to up and down the field, up and down the field, ball in the air, big plays, that this was boring, but it wasn't boring. It was a well-played defensive game that both defenses were dominating until – until, Until that guy. the greatest guy Come on the there. planet needed a drive to either tie the game in regulation yeah. or win the game in overtime, yeah. and he did it. It's so funny because the PSA before the game was, these are two of the top three defenses in the National Football League. Yet, we go into the game and we forget about it because we want to see the fireworks. I'll admit it. I'm an oh man, okay? I like to scream, oh, yes, uh, like Tony Romo. And so I'm an offensive guy, and I wanted to see that firepower in San Francisco go against Steve Spagnuolo's defense and, mm-hmm. and obviously make something happen. And then I wanted to see what Mahomes could manufacture. You had defenses that were absolutely putting hat, hat, hat on guys. I mean, they were thumping out there. There were there was some butt walloping going on in the first half of the game and they got after Mahomes. That was the reason I picked the Niners mm-hmm. because they got after him from the well, they jump. Made him, they made him indecisive. He was indecisive early on in the first half because of all the pressure he was getting and the back end of the coverage. The coverage on the linebackers. I mean, the linebackers did an outstanding job on Kelsey. One catch for one yard, Kelsey yeah. in the first half. Yeah, Come on now, they locked him in. And then the back end, the DBs had the wide receivers, and then they were getting pressure with four-man rush. I mean, they were getting after him. But I just think but he, you had to know in the second half that they were going to figure it out. Yeah, well, uh, then Nagy figured it out. He yes. spread everything out. Yes. Well, I think, spread I think, everything out, then all of a sudden, Mahomes, they can't cover. And it, it's easy to cover the phone booth. When you spread everything out, mm-hmm. it's quicker to hit shots. But, like, honestly, the halftime adjustment, I firmly believe, was Travis Kelsey looked at Andy Reid and said, I'm sorry, man. And that was it. And then he basically said, okay, you're back in. Because they were going away from him. As Because, all right, let's just at least stay with the hip toss. That's some BS from Travis Kelsey on the sideline. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Disrespectful. Yeah. and On the biggest stage and the biggest night, you don't do that to your coach. And the, the, the director and Nance and Romo, they just didn't even make a big deal. That's a, that's a pretty big deal. You take bad guy doing that, how many times will you see that over He's and over? done. He's, he's done. He's, he's getting an Uber to the airport. He's not getting on the bus. <laughs> you know that. 
Anybody that didn't have the credentials that Kelsey did now, a second or third string guy, come on, bro. He's done. It's a wrap. Have you seen a a professional player yell at his head coach screaming, give me the ball? Like, when was the last time we saw that? Well, I know we have, but not like that. Now, you can go all the way back to Keyshawn, just give me the damn ball. Michael Irvin. Yeah. But there there have been plenty of those guys, and we even saw it with uh, Rasheed Rice. He was complaining a little bit. But usually it doesn't go straight to the head coach. Now, he and uh, Kelsey and Reed had that great moment on the sideline going back to, what was it, the end of the regular season or beginning of the postseason anyway, where Andy hip-checked him, and he put him back in his place because Kelsey went over there and threw his helmet and all this kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. honestly, that was that was swift motivation right there. Yeah. He knew he wanted to he wanted to make a play. Well, with Taylor wait, I'm trying to remember bottom. what play triggered that. Was that, um, that was it was the Pacheco's fumble, fumble. Because okay. Kelsey wasn't on the field. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. And All so right. he basically was like, "Put me on the field, give me the ball." Which mm. I feel like every time he did do something, made a catch, he was immediately bent. Like they're probably like, "You don't have two plays and you can't block anymore." Like mm-hmm. he's just not the same anymore. But catching wise yeah. in the second half, no. man, he was oh, monstrous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. All right, so you guys hit us with it. Six four one ten ten. What jumped out at you at the uh, at the game? And and I agree. I love seeing these these mammoth matchups where both sides have good on good, and it's both really good defenses against really gifted offenses. Let's give Brock Purdy some credit. For the most part, he played him a hell of a game uh, against that Steve Spagnola defense and against Chris Jones. Uh, but when it mattered most, uh, they couldn't block Chris Jones. Uh, and that's basically was was the difference down the end. Now, agree or disagree with the way they played overtime, San Francisco. When you saw it unfold and they decided to take the ball with the new overtime rules, Leon. What, what was I, I, I didn't have head? a problem with it. Me neither. I absolutely didn't have a problem with it. I mean, I, I, but I knew this though: if you want to take the ball, you better score a touchdown. Right. Field goal's not going to win it. If you if you don't score a touchdown, <laughs> if you go down there and kick a field goal, you had to know in your mind that Patrick Mahomes with the ball, this he's going to go down and score a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, because you got to think. In that in that quarter, when in in, in that overtime, he he kept the ball, especially on that fourth down and one. Now a lot of people don't with that fourth down and one where he ran the zone read and he kept the ball and went outside. A lot of people are not mentioning the fact that Bosa has outside contain on that up the field outside contain on that play and didn't get him. And he he went down. Now, don't get me wrong. Now he, he's Johnny Hustle. Mm-hmm. He's going to try to get. He's going to try to make a play in the backfield. But your assignment was up the field contain on the wide on the quarterback. Now they motioned Kelsey. Now the linebacker had, but his his because that's that option. Yes, exactly. You, In other you words, got upfield contained. Now Bosa no one knows him. He just tosses. Exactly. I'm saying, but you don't know how he could have obstructed his throw at some capacity if he if he does what he was supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. So do you go for it on fourth down if you're Kyle Shanahan? That do you kick? Do you kick the field goal? You talking about when he went down fourth and three in overtime? Yeah. In overtime. Yeah, you you got to take. You the have one. to. You got to. Yeah, take you because it. it was it was yeah. third and four. Yeah. Not only yeah. that, it's you know why the Chiefs. I, I texted yeah, this to JJ. Text is, yeah. When that game was, when it was ten three, and they kicked the field goal to make it ten six, that was one of the biggest plays in the game. Take the points, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't try the stupid analytic crap that doesn't work. Yeah. Take the points. And, and I think, and you, the, your point is that you they went down there and they messed it up. Okay, they got in the red zone first, and then. Uh, Pacheco, Paco coughed up the football. And so th- sometimes the coach can press in that situation. You know situation. why else you take the points? Because yeah. you never know when somebody's going to do something dumb, like the, your 49ers kicker. Like yeah. Moody. yeah, a missed extra point. You never know when something like that's going to happen. Just take what you can take. That's why I don't have any problem with what the 49ers did. Kick the field goal. Mm-hmm. You have a very good defense, a you know great defense. Stop them. Get a stop. Would you have taken the ball in overtime? 
No. No? No. And that's, yeah. and that's the point I was going to get at. So the way it was broken down for me is by taking the ball first, what Kyle Shanahan basically did was accept that while certainly we won't get the opportunity to punch back if we score a touchdown or a field goal and the Chiefs score whatever we just scored, then it would become sudden death. And then you get the ball You back. get that extra possession. So yeah. it was a possession over the knowledge of, all right, well, they already scored this much, so we know what we have to do. And so if it's fourth and three and we're down three, we have no choice. If it was fourth and three and we're down a touchdown and we're going to kick a field goal, no, you got to go for it. Mm-hmm. So that, that was kind of the weighing of the odds. And I think Kyle Shanahan did a really good job of explaining that post game. although I'm sure you guys saw the, yeah. the, the quotes from Kyle Juszczyk yeah. and a couple <laughs> of the others that they legit – didn't know like they thought well we took the ball first because this is normal overtime rules yeah he explained it well after the game just so happened his players didn't know right the coach the knew game. which is what matters most That's of true. all so That's it's true. so it's you know it's kind of null and void but it was interesting to me um and, and then also not that I want to make this about critiquing the broadcast but let us go around the room JJ you said you thought Tony Romo Jim Nance were great I didn't think Jim Nance was great okay actually. so to- I, I thought Tony Jim liked. Nance was Jimmy's- like I was like what the hell dude but I thought Tony Romo, you know, people trash him a lot. I thought he was phenomenal last night. And uh, I thought Nance specifically, was fine. he was fine. Yeah. But there was one point I, there Nance was a lot of hiccups, I feel like. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, there was a play when they blitzed Mahomes late in the game mm-hmm. before the ball even got out of his hands. He goes, That's a mistake. And it was. And Rice takes it like a crossing pattern for like 20 yards up the field on like a, a key third down conversion. Yeah, those they are didn't, the things. That's, that's gold, but Jerry. There was they didn't have any kind of simpatico stuff. last night. Yeah. No. I, I think you can. I, and not not that, the last thing they said anymore. to me. Yeah, the, well, the last thing they said is, yeah, I love you. I think this is their last game together. Yeah, they're even sitting further apart like yeah. there's a pandemic going on. Yeah, I think there's. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah. awesome. Well, well, no, there's no plexiglass, like right? Plexiglass in between. Is Jason Kelsey going to be in the number one booth then? I don't know, but the way they signed off. Sounded to me like two guys that are not going to work. Well, it was funny anymore. because they went back and Nance referred to the producer and how great he's been and all this. Like and he's he said, leaving. Yeah, he yeah he hired me. Uh, Romo said and all this kind of stuff. And you're right. You're probably right. They're going to take his 17, 20 million, whatever they it just didn't have him under well contract. Too, and well, but they, the whole I, thing was. But to his point, it was that at the end of the game, yes. he. Didn't really ex- they didn't really explain no, that the not. quarter that can end. First, it's like a, it's like the quarters, Jim. It's like the second That's quarter. The, it's yes. going to continue. For those of you who are wondering, so, oh, oh, and they just scored. I'm oh, like, and they won. At first, I'm like, all right, the two-minute warning didn't happen. So I'm like, That's different. And then the clock keeps running. I'm like, they still have a couple timeouts. They could use all these. I don't understand what's going on. And then with like 20 seconds left, finally, Romo goes, hey, by the way, the clock can't really run out. We'll just start another quarter. So right. They're not and up so, against it here. I'm well, like, they, dude, well, the, please well, the tell ref, us that before. But the ref did say, and they they said it too, we're, we're starting, starting another, another game. Okay, but yeah. that's mm-hmm. also not what happened. Because if we're starting another game in a quarter, then the Chiefs scoring at the end would not have ended it. Then they would have still had like time left. Right. It, it's so still, they it's, really didn't explain it I'll well. put it to you this way. It's like in golf, whenever you have, like say at the players, you have the gauntlet, which is 16, 17, and 18. And they will play all three with an aggregate score. The playoff. If you are tied in a playoff, if you are tied, then it becomes sudden death. And so, yes, the rules are explained clearly. And in this case, both teams possess the ball. Second team possession has to match first team possession or game over. And then obviously the clock will keep going. 
And, the, and I didn't expect a two-minute warning because I considered it a quarter that it was. Well, I also blame the CBS yeah. people. You guys should have had a graphic. You you are right about Immediately that. Immediately had a graphic so everybody can yeah. read it. We're all yeah. visual people. So, you read it. Just it? a no. reminder: like 15 minutes ago, maybe the ref told us the rules, but a lot's happened since then. And I see the clock ticking, and yeah. I've had like 10 drinks. Oh yeah. And oh, it's yeah. like, please. Why are we doing this? Are like, we? Why is it counting down? Why are they being so and, nonchalant and see, about this? See, man, hey, you wanted all this confusion. You wanted somebody else to get the possession. You didn't want nobody to have to go home and cry. So this is why we have these problems right now because What's of you. Because the, the Bills uh, cried about it. Wait, wait, yeah. what, wait. I don't understand what yeah. the problem is. The what pro- was the problem with overtime? Huh? The problem what was, the problem? was uh, some things need to be left alone. Leon originally like, two I don't know years what the, ago. But I, know, but I don't know what the problem was with this overtime. So you, don't you like want it just overtime? to be sudden death, game over, well, there's Niners Well, there's extra position, possession stuff I don't like. I just, oh, I love it. You so you think the really Niners drive down, kick the field goal, game over? Game over. Yeah. No, I love I'll it. I'll be Both looking teams, pretty right now. Because I, I hate the idea. Well, well, that wasn't <laughs> the rule. It's if you would have scored a touchdown, then it would have been yeah, game like over. The yeah, Chiefs well, would have okay. still gotten the possession. Yeah. So now yeah. they guarantee both teams touch the ball. Mm-hmm. So we'll make it a, uh, an ex-poll today, JJ, and at least ask, you know, you like the new overtime rule or you would, you know, old school it, uh, stay in your era, Cersei, uh, and go back to uh, whoever wins the coin toss has <laughs> got the best chance to win. All right, you can do it. Uh, Mokama Beer Company Monday. Don't forget Mokama.com. You can log on and see all the great craft creations that they've got Tuesday through Sunday. You can find yourself on a bar stool in their beautiful tap room, South 8th Street in Fernandina, and then also their satellite location in Wildlight. So definitely check them out. And you can find them at Iceman Games and a bunch of other places. But make sure you check out Mokama. All right, so the overtime, that's the number one thing. We'll create the X-Poll. You guys tell us whether you, you know, love it or not. Now let's just at least set up a little conversation going into the next seg uh, as to, you know, we've done it a thousand different ways. What do they got that we don't got referring to Duval? But the thing that gets me more than anything else, and Leon, I, I, I don't know, it's not quantifiable. It's not something you can buy off the rack or order off of Amazon. But the passion, the drive, the dedication, it is real with the Kansas City Chiefs. And – I don't know how you get that DNA in Duval. How, how do you? How do you? Well, first of all, you've got to experience more than one time. You've mm-hmm. got to be consistently in the playoffs to get that game time experience so you know how to deal when it went. The Chiefs, are who they are, is because they've been to six straight AFC championship games. They understand the clutch genes. They have the clutch gene, and they have leadership within that locker room that's been in those tight games and know how to respond to and react to it accordingly. Listen, I'm sure when they came in that locker room at halftime or whatever, might have been some cussing, might have been some fussing, but it was some guys, <laughs> and it was definitely some cussing and fussing going on. But you got guys, you got leadership in that locker room <clears throat> that can say, okay, listen, let's get back to basics. Let's get back to what we do best. Let's get after them and, and let's go win it. When you have that in your locker room, that, you can only get that through experience. You can't get that being one and done in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You can't get that showing up at the playoffs every five years. You got to be consistently a playoff team to get that kind of aura about you. So when you get in those type of games, you know how to respond to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you saw it yeah. from so many guys. And Mahomes is the maestro, the magician, the orchestrator of all things. And then Andy Reid, mm-hmm. who looks like he's checking and you know an all you can eat buffet in, in you know back in Kansas City. I mean, the guy looks so nonchalant. He does not look like he's putting pressure on anybody. Yet he has. A clean, organized plan uh, on, and on a, both sides of the bro, ball. Oh, he has a machine. Yeah. He, he doesn't even need – listen, Andy is who he is, all right? 
But he has, like I keep saying, he's got guys in that locker room that run that thing like a tight ship. Yeah, They're not going to allow anybody to come in, whether it be rookie or free agent, to come and mantle the boat. There ain't going to be no mutinies on there. So, you either right the ship yeah. or you jump off. So I heard a conversation that Trevor Lawrence had with Steve Smith, uh, NFL Network, yeah. Radio Row, whatever it was. He was out there with Gatorade, which is one of his big sponsors. Shout out to Gatorade. And and he said, you know, we didn't end the way we wanted to, you know, this and that. We've got to get back and, and, and remain hungry. I just want to see that hunger, that fight. And I'm not, like, dinging Trevor and saying he's the cause of this, but – that leadership quality that Mahomes has is what you want in your quarterback. You can't help but want that. The question is, is can you get that from 16? And, and look, it's a maturation process. Even if you get it from 16, he's still got to still got to so go. so many other things. No, he's still got to go through 15. Yeah, well, yeah. And yeah, true. he himself's Very not going to be going against Patrick Mahomes, but that's the reality. There are 31 other teams that woke up around the National Football League this morning, especially those, what is it, 15, 16? I, I can't do math. 16, mm-hmm. the other 15 in the AFC and realize they still have to deal with this guy. He ain't going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Josh Allen and the Bills have, statistically speaking, I saw the graph floating around since 2020, have put up one of the most prolific offensive numbers and efficiencies and plus, minus, whatever you want to go through. And they've never gotten past Patrick Mahomes. So even if you get the dog, sorry, Leon, but even if you get the dog and Trevor, Mm -hmm. even if this all comes together, can you get past them? Only one only one guy, not named Tom Brady, has, and that's Joe yeah, Burrow and Joey. the Bengals, and it took overtime, and it took you know, everything kind of falling their way. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, but if, if you're a player you want to be great, you want to see Mahomes. That's mm-hmm. the only way. In order to be the man, you got to beat the man. You, you don't run from him. Run at him. That's greatness. What you saw your ass, that's greatness. If this team or this organization or this player, Trevor Lawrence, if he wants to be in the, in the whispers – yeah of a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you should want to see him every year. Head to head, head to head. All right, so we'll keep it going on that because what's it going to take? You start looking at what he does, and then you start dreaming about what you can do. What's it going to take? That'll be a theme, obviously, as we go along uh, throughout the offseason. It's XL Primetime on Mokama Beer Company Monday as we get it cranking the day after the Chiefs have won another one. Peace up, A-Town. Yeah, yeah. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! And this was the Andy Reid special. This was the Andy Reid special. We talked about he was saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back. Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they go get Hartman and bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes' career. He's been waiting for his one Super Bowls, but he's never had it in an overtime. He is the best. He is the standard. And Michael Jordan wins it again. Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room in Fernandina Beach. So first things first, as one nooner, on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures points out, thank you to Clarence from the 404. For a second straight Super Bowl, Andy Reid pulled a play out of Doug Peterson's playbook on the game-winning play. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. are they, will they be sending Doug Peterson a, a Super Bowl ring remains to be seen. Maybe Doug Peterson should pull plays yeah, out yeah. of Doug Peterson's book. Yeah, I don't maybe, know. I'm, I'm, and, and run them. Right, yeah. and call his own plays. Um, yeah, so, so that's one. <clears throat> uh, two, upon further review, this is now the – 
Third time I have listened to it. JJ and I had listened during the break as well. Um, yes, Tony Romo was very much bleeding into the final play and the call of it by Jim Nance. I'm going to play it one more time. Listen very closely. He was like He's rambling before I started editing this, and this was like the end of his little diatribe. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Oh, what, is, what is he saying? Or maybe he He's said like, for the Super Bowl. Okay, maybe so it was, it was as if he was trying to do the play-by-play. <laughs> it's like it's like Jim and then Nance. And the rambling at the end. But like first and goal. He went. Mahomes flings it. It's there for the Super Bowl. He went. <laughs> he went 45 <laughs> seconds after that great play. Yeah, 30 seconds. And, after. and Jimmy's like. Um, me had my master's moment, right? Uh, me. Like the whole point, like when you're taught how for for those of you who are unfamiliar, like when you are taught how to do play by play in color in journalism school, just in the business, one of the biggest things you're taught is that silence speaks volumes, especially as a play by play announcer. And you knew that Jim Nance knew that that moment had to breathe. And Tony just rambled for 45 seconds. And then worked Michael Jordan into it. Somehow, like, some way. Like and I, we, we know that Jim probably had something written, too. Yes. That he couldn't even get to. And that's where I wonder if our thoughts about a feud, a potential split. You know, we, we, it's so funny. We spent all week talking about would Andy Reid retire, would Travis Kelsey retire. I'm not saying Jim Nance is going to retire, but I think Splitsville could be on the way for that duo because I'm not sure how you come back from that. I would well, think if you're Jim, you're upset. Like, Again, this is going back to journalism, play-by-play school 101. Like, you're supposed to let a moment like that breathe. And you could tell over, like, the erosion of the booth over the last, whatever, second half of the season that there was just this kind of, not dysfunction, but just like they weren't vibing the way they had done before. And you got to let that guy have his moment where he has that beautiful – call and then yeah let the absolute moment speak for itself and Matt if anyone was going to have a shiv inside of Allegiant Stadium it might have been Jimmy Nance uh he might have needed one uh to take out Romo uh with that last call he he, he might have could have put a kidney shot on it, was, it you know uh... might have could have put a kidney shot on it by the way we did get some clarification though on his sign off last night mm-hmm. that was like sounded like he was i don't know retiring or saying whatever. goodbye to Tony but really the producer that had, you know, brought Tony in and hired him is retiring. Right. Yeah, so that's he was, why he right. thanked the yeah, guy. They were, they were definitely talking about him when he did it. And then he said, you know what he did? You know, he brought me in. Then he said, you know. Yeah, yeah but he also it, said, I love you, Jim. Yeah. And Jim he said, did. I love you, too. It reminds me of what the best sign-off that I can remember in this show's history. Yes. No doubt, no doubt. JJ. What's up? You're the man. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> is that how we're signing I was told off? to wrap it up. That's how yeah. hey, that's how we signed it off, babe. I'm new to this game. Huh? <laughs> all right. You gotta well, give me a couple geez. more reps. Why you gotta do that to you all the time? That's hey, my favorite moment it. in XL primetime it. history. Uh, keep it in the archives. Oh, oh For my context, God. uh everybody had to like go to work or we something. Like, Joe had to go we PGA or something and they left Leon with Shannon Snell for like just a five minute segment to like end the show. Like just end was, the show. It was Bro couldn't do it. it. And, and Chad Scott was like <laughs> in was, Leon's me. ear, like, okay, now's the time to end. Matt and I are racing to the airport. And Leon's just like, JJ. And just dying laughing. It was the best. But I, <laughs> but I love that one part. I believe I it was staged. I appreciate it. <laughs>
<laughs> I was trying to show Jay's some love. I appreciate that. Exactly. Yeah. I appreciate Sending you it back as well. to JJ Bill yeah. as we do when we're on remote. Absolutely. I understand that. It's the best. And so if you are just joining us, we do live in a world in which, and this is courtesy of Michael David Smith, Pro Football Talk. We are living in a world in which when Patrick Mahomes is the Chiefs starting quarterback, they win the Super Bowl 50% of the time. They lose the Super Bowl, but make it 17% of the time. They lose the AFC Championship game in overtime 33% of the time. They're eliminated before overtime of the AFC Championship 0% of the time. Yes, in the last six years, the only time that the Kansas City Chiefs have not made it to a Super Bowl, have not advanced past the AFC Championship round, a.k.a. the third round of the playoffs, they were eliminated in overtime. That is the world we live in, and so as we set up this conversation, this larger conversation regarding your Jacksonville Jaguars and how do they make it to the big game, how do they get past the Chiefs, I'm not even really sure where to begin, Joe. Uh, it's tough because it comes from the absolute top, and that over there, Chiefs Kingdom, is a well-run organization. It's been around for decades. Let's not mistake that, and let's also mention – that there was a half century between Super Bowl titles. Half century for that franchise between Super Bowls that they won in the 70s and then the first one that they had had 49 years later, basically, all right? <clears throat> and it's in large part because of the two guys that they have that are roaming the halls. It's the head coach and it's the quarterback. Now, you can throw Chris Jones and you can throw a few other ones in there, but that's the essence of it. Well, listen, my, my argument is this. I mean, the 49ers did take them to overtime. I mean, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and the mass majority of this game was contingent upon their ability to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And in the first half, they did. You've got to make it a fourth-quarter game and then find a way yeah. somehow to not let Mahomes win it. Yeah. That's, that's all you can ask for right now. Make it a fourth-quarter game and find a way not to let Mahomes win it. Because the 49ers, they lost in overtime. They lost in overtime. They did what as much as they could do mm -hmm. at that particular point to keep themselves in the game to where Mahomes' magic just right. was what it, it was. It's crazy. if you and look at what, the, As a team, you got to do that. If yeah. you look at the point differential, and I'll, I'll go back and find this number, but I'm just kind of pulling it you know, from memory. In the first three quarters of the Super Bowl game, mm -hmm. They are minus 13 in points. In the fourth quarter, they are plus 30. Mm. Plus 30. And you go back to the time when they beat San Francisco earlier in the, uh, the four, you know, four years ago when they met. Mm -hmm. They were trailing by double digits and scored 21 points in the, in the final four. Well, it, it's like this. I, I, like, I like to write, reference it to basketball because, you know, the Kobe Bryant statue was, mm -hmm. was shown. To, and yeah. Kobe Bryant, with seconds to go in the game, what does he do? He says, clear out. Right. Mm -hmm. I got the ball. Yeah. Mahomes is the same way. He he's the same way. Now the magnitude is different because he's a quarterback. Whatever, it's not a last second shot. But you knew in that game, Patrick Mahomes is going to like listen. If we're going to win or lose this, it's going to be on me. Yeah, and I, I told the guys on Jaguars today, he has run more mm -hmm. design runs, more committing to runs, saying I have to improvise and take over this game. You go to the Buffalo game, you go to the Baltimore game, and you go to this game. He ran for 60-plus yards. He threw for over 330 yards in this game. But if you go back, coming out of the half against Josh Allen, he said, I'm putting the ball in my hands and I'm taking off. I'm going to do what you're doing. I'm going to exactly. do it just as good or better. And then he did the same thing versus Lamar. That is, that's one little extra thing that we haven't necessarily seen from Mahomes. So I agree with 910 on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Uh, don't get your extra point blocked because clearly that proved costly in the end. So yeah. that's number one. 
Number two, the muff punt, I believe, changed the trajectory of the game. If nothing else, it certainly swung momentum in the favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, it's just bad luck, yeah, but I don't know fluky. how you prevent that, it. That punt it's just was bad fluky. luck. That was just bad. So, okay, so the block, the p- point, you mean, or the punt? No, no, the punt. The punt okay. was just fluky. Yeah. The punt was fluky. Yeah, that was yeah. fluky. Because it did. It just landed on his ankle. Mm-hmm. That it, it was kind of weird. The extra point being blocked, what do you chalk that? Is that unlucky? Well, I mean, that's that's protection up front. That's a low kick. That kind, that's you're talking about a, a, a now he, now he proved different down the game. I right, mean, no, yeah. Moody was great. Yeah, he was great. On I mean, field but, goal duty, but he's still a rookie. He ain't been. And on by the way, uh, Bucker hit a 58 yard. He did after Moody had set the Super Bowl record. Then yeah. he said, "Okay, yeah. hold my beer. Yeah. Uh, let me kick one five yards further." <laughs> and it, that one also looked like it was blockable through two hands. And, mm-hmm. and so the point that I'm getting at the extra point, the muff punt. Yes, they're fluky. They're circumstantial. Little things like that. Or, are you ready for this stat? This is courtesy of Hembo, Greeny's producer on Get mm-hmm. Up. Things like third down offense, of which Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, 3 of 12 on third down yesterday. That's building upon 3 of 8 the last time these two teams faced in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 1 of 8 when he was the OC of the Atlanta Falcons against the Patriots. Things like that. That in the context of the game, you're like, you know what, Christian McCaffrey's running the ball well. Brock Purdy is firing the ball and finding Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings is throwing a touchdown, the first player since Antoine Randall, which I know is definitely going to be a saucy coming yeah. up. My bad. Um, to throw, he's the first receiver to throw a touchdown. It was a great play. He's the first player since he who must not be named Nick Foles mm. for throwing and receiving a touchdown in the same Super Bowl. Yeah. But the point I'm getting at is these little things like that, that sure, it looks like you're winning, you're progressing, it's fine. Those are the things, those are the miscues that will come back to haunt you against this team. So when we go to how do you defeat the Chiefs, how do you climb the it, Mahomes mountain, you cannot let little things like that happen. I'm not suggesting you need to be perfect, but things – Things within your control need to be controlled, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. including running the ball to maintain the clock so you can control that as well, as best you can. Yeah, I, I, I feel like Shanahan, for the most part, called a pretty good game, but there were also just mistakes that were made. And Brock Purdy, for as well as he played, there still were a couple of moments that obviously he'd like to have back. Christian McCaffrey coughing up the football, that stuff doesn't happen. That happened early in the game after a couple of big plays. Well, then in the end, you have to ask Kyle Shanahan with those third down numbers. You got to make, he is a great play caller. He has proven that. And we're going up against the behemoth trying to take down Mahomes, which is not easy. But block Chris Jones. You know what Chris Jones did? He did exactly what Aaron Donald did to Joe Burrow. He said, I'm the best man on this football field right now playing defense, and you you can't block me. You cannot block me. And we've well, seen He didn't say man. Yeah. He probably said another word, but yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, I said it on the show. I mean, when he got that defense, when he rallied them on the sideline, when they went down 10 nothing, mm-hmm. yeah, that ended right then. They, I mean, look how they played in the second half. Mm-hmm. They locked them down. And I'm telling you, there was some ferocious hits uh, leveled from both defenses in the first half, in particular the San Francisco mm-hmm. 49ers. And you're probably right, Matt. They did not match that up in the second half. And then obviously, well, uh, you know, the Mahomes takeover well, took, well, took place. Chris Jones, you knew when he had that huddle on the sideline, he, he, he was going to up his ante. Yeah. No matter who he went up against, he, he felt like he could not be blocked. And he played that way the mass majority of the game. Yeah. Now, the play that, that was significant – he was unblocked. It was third and four. It was in overtime. If he the, the the guard just leaves him, 
Yeah, he goes down. Gonna, he just leaves. Still got to make the play. Yeah, but the guard ha- has yeah, to but know. You can't that, leave Chris. You can't Jones leave Jones. Can't, exactly. You got a back back there. At worst, let the <laughs> let the back get the inside. You that can't was the Whirly Birds. What it was? I don't know what it was, but you got to put hands on him. <laughs> yeah. I, I hadn't seen the play that bad since the Bengals when they played the Rams. Yeah. The left guard literally did not touch Aaron Donald. Right. Didn't you, touch him. Yeah. Same thing with Chris Jones. I don't know. What, I don't understand this. Yeah. The thing is know, with Chris Jones and his little come to Jesus moment with mm-hmm. the defense. Who in this on this franchise on this team can do that? The what player one? on the Jags could do something right. like that yeah. to to rally a unit, rally Josh. A, a, that's it, Josh Allen. That's he's it. The closest he's, one right he's now. He's the closest one. He's the only one that could do that because he has the credentials. He has seventeen and a half. Yeah, seconds. but I don't. I don't know that he has the personality to do that. That's the problem. Well, he need to find it this offseason. Yeah, Foyer may have it. Foyer may have it because he challenged yeah, a few but, guys. There was a, a yeah. lot of. If, but he don't have the credentials. No, no. You yeah, well, I know correct. what you're saying. No, he's, he's a the, leader. He's a leader. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Chris, Chris Jones can do that because. Oh yeah. He's a. hundred percent there. Yeah. So let's pivot to this. Chris Jones is a pending free agent this offseason. Let me run through the list of Kansas City Chiefs that are free agents this offseason. And well, certainly the Chiefs have some cap space, and they would be able to bring some of them back. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you could bring all of them back. And so as we look at this broader conversation of how do you catch the Chiefs, will these following players be members of the Chiefs next year? And where do they maybe go to fill those spots? So Chris Jones is the biggest one. Legereus Sneed, who made himself a lot of money against the Baltimore Ravens in the championship game, there were moments last night where it was like, oh, I don't know if he's actually going to make as much money as he thinks he is on the open market. Mm-hmm. Mike Dana, Willie Gay, Donovan Smith, Edward Zolaire, Jarek McKinnon, Drew Twank- Tranquil, Mike Edwards, Derek Noddy, Tommy Townsend, Nicole Hardman, Richie James, Blaine Gabbert. James Ale- is on the up. Allegretti, Blake Bell, Dion Bush. And there mm-hmm. are a couple others, too, mm-hmm. including their long snapper. Here's what I would do. We're talking about Chris Jones here, right? We're going to yep. be a free agent with yep. him. If I'm on a contender and I'm making a bunch of money, I don't know, quarterback, whatever, I'm going to call Chris Jones. I'm going to say, hey, listen, bro, I'll take less for you to come here. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, if you're a player, because I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to cripple, I'm trying to cripple the the evil empire, and so to say, I'm trying to find a way to lessen their ability to dominate the NFL in some capacity. I, I, I weaken them. I, I would, I, I would try. I, I'm mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. If I'm Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson, you know what? I just watched the Super Bowl. I know Chris Jones is about to be a free agent. Right. I said, listen, bro, I'll make room for you to come here. Mm-hmm. I'll restructure I'll, I'll, idea. I'll make room to make sure you come here because you weaken them. You bring Chris Jones to the Ravens, I, he's and you and you're gonna know you're gonna be playing the Chiefs every year, right? Oh, you got something now. Yeah, and you, I'm just that's what I would do. Yeah, and you you need to have, you can through leadership do that, but you know in your heart of hearts you got to have that stallion on the other side, that savage on the other side of the football. That's mm-hmm. you, okay? If you think you're you, Lamar. Burrow, let's throw Trevor into this situation, uh, that they can go to ownership, they can go to the general manager and say, we need that guy. Mm-hmm. we got to have that guy. If, you, if you're Cincinnati, Buffalo, or the Ravens, how, how do you not watch that game defensively and yeah. say, let's get that guy? Right. You think Baltimore was at the top of the heap with sacks. You think Burrow pair, or excuse me, Bengals pair him up with Hendrickson? You can go down the line with all these these teams that could use it. But if you paired him up with Josh Allen here, and look, we know there's a, a spot in the middle interiorly yeah. that this team desperately needs to do something. Now this team doesn't have the cash flow 
to go make that move. At least they don't. If right I'm now. Josh Allen, I say, listen, bro. I'll, listen, I'll take less for you, you to come. We'll mm-hmm. play together. That that would be. Uh, he ain't taking no discount, but that would be awesome. So, <laughs> you want you want money? Or you want championships? Yeah. Uh, or you want both? According to Adam Schefter, who's currently on the Pat McAfee show, uh, Chris Jones has made it known to Kansas City's front office that he wants to be back. Um, obviously, negotiations last year did not come to fruition the way they were hoping to. He missed week one. I think people forget of this NFL season. If they were to franchise tag him, that would be $32 million against their cap. And so Kansas City has a big question. Like, yeah, to to Adam Schefter's point, like, yes, I hope that, you know, the, there is a free flow conversation, although obviously we'd, you know, prefer to not have this evil empire of sorts in Kansas City with Mahomes, Kelsey, and Chris Jones intact. But – I, I mean, that's a lot of money, and this is the same organization, and I made this point several times last week, this is the same organization that said, you know what, Tyreek Hill, great wide receiver, top five wide receiver, maybe even the best in the league, but can we really commit all that money to him when we'd rather take those funds and allocate them towards building an elite defense, which they did, and they won two more Super Bowls after they traded him. Yeah, and, and, and Tyreek uh, was going great guns, during the season, then got hurt late, and he's probably looking up because he knew he knows how good of an offense that they had there. But they also didn't necessarily have all the pieces. And Veach, for his part in this, the general manager of Kansas City, give him a hell of a lot of credit for making what was a very tough decision. Because do I want to let Cheetah go? Well, choose between number ninety-five or number ten. That ain't easy to do. But now, are they going to have to choose between number ninety-five and so many of these other young guns they're going to have to pay? I.e. I know Trent McDuffie is not going to cost $32 million on no, the tag. He's going to cost a nice little chunk of change. Yeah. Rishi Rice, if he continues the progression that he's on, he's going to cost something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You're probably going to have to, and I tweeted this out during the game, I would not be surprised if the Chiefs, in some variety with their first three picks in the NFL draft this upcoming April, go wide receiver, left tackle, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Would not be surprised in the least. And that's premium capital being dedicated to those well, positions. There's, there's also you have a track record because they might have to pay race, Rice or you let them go, and guess what? They go find somebody else. They, go find, go draft someone else. Yeah, well, you may not have to pay, Steve. Guess did, what? You go draft someone else because right. they're really good at evaluating heck, talent. Heck, they even took Valdez Scantling basically seven-eighths of the season. I don't think I'm exaggerating. Very quiet. Not a whole hell of a lot to show for it. And what did he do? He just slowly jetted up because Kadarius Tony was kicked to the curb and all these other guys. Justin Watson kind of phased out. We mentioned James. Nicole Harmon started out with the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. McCall. Hey, come yeah. on. Yeah. And so they said, we're going to find ways to give you some help, Patrick. And, and, and that's basically what happened. It's basically, right. Or he just said, you know what? I'm Patrick and I'll make them better. Just give me oh, somebody. Yeah. Which is run. what he did. Uh, he, he, and all he, those guys can run. And for, and for what it's worth, we, we talk about Brock Purdy and the 49ers accepting, you know what, we were wrong with Trey Lance, but now we're not going to double down on a mistake. Let's be real. Kadarius Toney was inactive yesterday. Mm-hmm. Sky Moore barely played. And they said, we don't care how much money Justin Watson makes. We're going to keep throwing the ball to him because yeah. he's getting the job done. Yeah, and uh, I, I did a prop for Watson to score a touchdown. Big drop. I mean, mm. Come on, man. Come on. Uh, but the other ones, I'll be happy to say, even though you guys know that I keep betting against Mahomes uh, because I just keep seeing the storyline, which both mm-hmm. Sars and I were on the Niners' side, I just saw that offensive line was finally going to pay. First 30 minutes of the game, they they were paying the price, and they were in San Francisco's front was getting to Mahomes. But in the end, 
that didn't matter. Uh, but uh, teasers, all those, everything came through. We should probably, since we're talking about yeah. props and paying yeah, up, it. we should probably announce who's going to have to pay up for lunch. Okay, so first you need to give the overall record, right? Yeah, or, so we okay. do have a champion, and I we do we she, get music she behind this? this. Well, I'll give you some claps. She clinched yeah. this about twenty-seven weeks ago, yeah. uh, but Mia absolutely destroyed the competition. The, the standings look closer than it actually was because she clinched so many weeks I think it's back. Close. But I think it was close. It was seventy-six <laughs> and forty-seven against the spread for Mia. Uh, Joe second place, seven sixty-seven and fifty-six. I was third at sixty-six <clears> and uh, fifty-seven. Coach right behind me at sixty four and fifty nine, and then our two losers who finished below five hundred: Leon fifty nine and sixty four against the spread, and Madden last fifty seven and sixty six against the spread. Um, so we did our prop bets. We did ten. Loser buys lunch. Me and Joe mm-hmm. at the top eight and two. Woo! Mm-hmm. Props. Um, Purple and over for Reba. More Reba, more Reba, more, more Reba. So Reba was very uh, – so she didn't have the over, but then she, like, came back and oh, yeah. did a little, like, yep. extra three seconds at the end to get the anthem dope. over. Yeah. So I appreciate her for that. Um, Matt was 6-4. and four. So was Leon. So it comes down Uh-oh. to Coach and Mia. Uh-oh. Coach was 5-5. Five and five. Unfortunately, Mia was four and wow. six. Wow. All right, now listen. Now, the she won tables. our contest, won so our I contest, feel bad though. about her having to buy lunch. Yeah. So I, I may have to switch it on her and, and just try and, and, and comp her that one. Coach, if you're listening. You have to buy lunch. It may be up to you. <laughs> we will not make Coach buy, but you should be getting something for your season title. I agree with that. Yeah, you definitely should be getting something. All right, so we, we need have- to make like a trophy, and More every belt. year it goes around. I hear yeah. AEW is making championship belts because yeah. – uh, they can't make a WWE Jaguars one. Yeah. So maybe yeah. maybe if Tony Khan's listening, if they've got a belt out there, oh, well, now we want belts. So I thought I won two in a row. Yeah, would, uh-huh. yeah you didn't. Say my error. That yeah. sucks. That's yeah, true. You, we, we didn't give anybody I anything. Too, but bro. I know, Although bro. I went from first to last. We'll so. always remember, though. Yeah, well, yeah. Now, yeah, listen, <laughs> we'll go through our listeners. They had to get two of three. We'll put them in the drawing, and then we'll start pulling names out for some beer prizes, some golf prizes uh, from all of my North Florida sales beers uh, and from the Golf Club of Southampton. So we'll do that coming up uh, once JJ's uh, accounting firm uh, finalizes everything. We head into the 1 o'clock hour, staying on the theme, What's it going to take? Uh, you watched what won it. Uh, what's it going to take to get it here in Duval? 641-1010. Hit the text line designed by Lifetime and Closures or join us on YouTube. Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room in Fernandina Beach. She was just off the edge of the podium where Travis Kelsey was doing his own singing on the set. Uh, but Taylor Swift, oh, you Swifties were so stoked about the Super Bowl. Over under bet on how many times Taylor Swift will be shown in the broadcast. Easiest bet you could possibly make. They were not going to not show you Taylor Swift, okay? And then she was all... Her and Donna Kelsey, I just think there's friction there. Mm. Uh, I just, I believe it. It's that classic uh, potential mother-in-law versus potential daughter-in-law. And they just kind of, you know, they don't vibe right now. Well, you got to think, any mama don't think anybody's yeah. good enough for good her enough. baby. Exactly. I don't care who it is. Exactly. Mama don't care if she tells us where. You ain't <laughs> so, good enough for my baby. And so, and then you saw two different suites. 
<clears throat> Brittany over there didn't get any camera time whatsoever. Brittany Mahomes is all about the Swifties and Taylor jetting back. Where was she? In Asia? Japan. Japan, Asia. I, Asia. I thought it was intriguing yeah. that Brittany Mahomes, although not featured on the broadcast because she was by proxy not with Taylor Swift. Yeah. The NFL did do a photo shoot with the Lombardi Trophy with Mahomes, and he had Brittany with him, and they mm. were both kissing the trophy. Mm. Kelsey is by himself yeah. kissing the trophy. No T-Swift in the photo. Yeah, like, yeah they're not married. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It ain't so, happening. So, contrary to what Tony Romo tells us every week, yeah. they are actually not married. Yeah. Come here for a little, take it from someone who's been married a very long time. All right. It's serious when you're married, folks. Uh, All right, you guys will understand later. Listen, I knew that he was going to bark out Mr. Irrelevant over Goat uh, first, and and, and Romo delivered on that front. He definitely got to the Mr. Irrelevant because he was an undrafted Mm -hmm. free agent. Romo, yeah. We forget forget the recognition. Uh, All right, so we went through our prop bets. We went through our Super Bowl bets. We have a flock of listeners uh, that we're able to get two out of three. So we will be doing drawings and hooking you guys up with as many prizes as we can. And we had a few guys that went 3-0. Yeah, 3-0. So congratulations to you. Yeah, and, and that's dudes making the correct call on Swift. Yeah, there was, at least we made the listeners pick at least one Taylor Swift prop. So yeah. congratulations, boys. Yeah. Uh, Usher, during halftime, what would you guys think? I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I yeah. loved it. He yeah. played all these hits. Yeah. Had an issue, though, one issue. What? Alicia Keys is married, all right, to, yep. to Swiss Beats. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't care who you are. You're not hugging my woman, my <laughs> wife, like that. I'm sorry. It's a performance. I don't care, They're bro. artists. Bro, I do Usher not so care, smooth, bro. Man. I don't care. You couldn't be married to an actress, no way. <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, you. No, I'm a confident brother. Don't get me wrong now, but you, I, listen, it's called. Usher was giving her, giving her bedroom eyes when he was hugging her. I don't need that in my life, bro. I had an issue with it. Well, let's say uh-huh. you, you know, we've talked about your love, love of uh, Halle Berry for years. So let's say that you guys ended up getting hooked up back in the 90s and you get married or whatever. You know she has to do love scenes with, like, Billy Ray or whatever his man. name is. You know, like, you're going to have to be cool with your wife, Halle Berry, kissing someone on a movie set. I'm still going to have issue. I don't mean Billy I got to like George. it. I know I got to deal with it. I don't mean I got to like it. Okay. You know? It comes home to you, bro. That's I'd true. become a stalker, I'm honestly. Big daddy. <laughs> You'd true. be on the movie set. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> That'd be torturous. No way. Well, I mean, well, listen. At the end of the day, she comes home to you. That's Doesn't true. mean she's thinking about you. Bro. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's well, see, my, my dad my used to say Frightening. I, my dad used to say, a scared man can gamble. And a jealous man can't work. Yeah. You got to trust him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a good one. Listen, wise old man now, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Wise old man. Mm-hmm. I thought it was impressive yeah. that he was on roller skates. Yeah. yeah Singing that was and dancing yeah. for a 45 year old man. Usher's, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's for sure. All right. 641 1010 uh, commercials. You can jump in on those as well. Let us know the ones that you liked. I did see Tom Brady in the one with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. That one wasn't bad. My favorite was Michael Sarah. Yeah. No no question for me. The yeah. Michael maybe Sarah it's v maybe it's because I use Sarah V. Yeah. And so I was like, wait, this is so smart. I never thought of this. Also, let's be real. When is Sarah V ever gonna actually it's like Buble on Bubbly, you right. know, same kind of play. Right, like it's like when are they actually going to have a nationally televised commercial, let alone during the Super Bowl? Well, when you have a brilliant marketing ploy mm-hmm. in Michael Sarah, a well-recognized name in pop culture, and that's why, you know, to JJ's point he was making in the pre-show meeting, 
so much of the Super Bowl commercials now are based on what celebrity can you get to just throw into your commercial, as opposed to maybe you have an iconic celebrity or somebody who's recognizable, but then it's a well-written commercial. It's funny. Like, back in the day, well, you know, we just had, like, the Budweiser guys. Yeah. or the And Peyton's now uh, infusing the Bud Light campaign, which is great. Yeah, I did like that yeah. one. I, now that I remember Peyton. Like, the oh, he was doing the wishes. Yeah, okay, uh, and he's like, I wish Peyton was my best friend. I, uh, what about the one I laughed the most, and it was right at the beginning, where all the players, it was like a league pass commercial or whatever it is, NFL oh. Sunday ticket. All the players that played for the Eagles and the Seahawks were birds. Yeah. And he's like, they'll be back next this time <laughs> next year. Yeah. I just, that was hilarious to me. They were just bird players. Yeah, I liked it. And I thought they were a little, hilarious. Like, a little more creative this year, coming out with some stuff. Uh, the M&Ms with Marino, uh, the Marino and Messi yeah. Ultra one was good. But the, but the M&Ms is like, you know, the ones that all came up, that came close and, and didn't get it done. Uh, for the ring, which was cool. I thought the messy one was weird because he couldn't say Michelob Ultra. Yeah. Like, the way he said it was terrible. I'm like, did they do one take? Maybe. And he's like, this is all I lot. got. I got 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it cost a lot. <laughs> the, the State Farm commercial was over budget. Yeah. Which uh, one was that? Agent Agent Schwarzenegger. Oh. Where he couldn't say Nebah. Uh. Nabob. Yeah. Well, I like that. Did you like that? Oh, that was terrible. Well, if Nabob didn't make didn't suit your fancy, I liked the mayo with from the cat. Yes, we're going oh, back man. to the cat conversation, yeah. folks. Dude, she was eating mayo out of the jar in that <laughs> commercial. But also, it's a brilliant plot to get your cat to make money, which I, may or may not. Bo Valentine and I have been workshopping. We're like, how do we get this cat to become an Instagram influencer so we can make a little side hustle here? And that's why I was like, man, why didn't I think of this mayo idea? We had in the family a, a dog that could 100% tell the difference between Coke and Pepsi. And this is this is way uh, way before social it. media. I uh, like the idea of it, but I don't believe it. Yeah, but no, it's tried, <laughs> tested, true. Yeah, uh, probably because Pepsi sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, not that. I I, I like Pe- I like both of them. But anyway, do you? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but just the idea that the dog could just kind of zero in on that, and it was <laughs> tried, tested, and true. It wasn't just Wait, one time. I love dogs, but you like Pepsi? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Seriously. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I do. I, I, I don't look at one. By the way, I don't drink that many soft drinks, first off. but mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, you know, I was not exactly a soda guy. Yeah, I'm coffee, water, beer, but you know, I, I, like, I like both of them. Um, and even with my- I like how beer is always third for you, and the reality is it's beer is one. No, no, no. That's the order of the day. Coffee, okay. water, beer. Coffee, there, water, beer. Let's just go. make let's make that plainly clear. Then. Yeah, That's the yeah. order. Well, let me day. just say this though: it's when, not ranked. Yeah, if you did consumption level, but anyway, coffee, water, beer. That's how well, the day goes. To be honest with you, Coke and Pepsi both suck. Root yeah. beer is the best. Yeah. <laughs> what? Root beer is way better than. That's a wild beer. take. Yeah. You mean like Dr Pepper or Mr Pepper? Uh, no, I said root beer. Bro, not that. Yeah, TLD's a big root beer gal. And I take A and W over. Coke and Pepsi. A and W is an underrated. What is fast it? Food uh, what's the other one? Bar? I like, what A&W. kind of planet do you live on? Root beer. <laughs> I'm not from here, but yeah. <laughs> like yeah. A, that's like something like A&W. a 12 year old would say. A root beer. That's the that's the inner Leon. Absolutely, that's the child Leon. That is the inner Leon just dying to get out. Speaking of beverages, what did we think of Taylor Swift chugging? We don't know what she was chugging, but chugging something on the jumbotron. Yeah. Well, they wanted to put those bets in the prop bets. 
which would she be seen chugging or no, taking a taking a drink? Right. Uh, versus, oh, I can't even remember. But what it the wasn't other one was. on the TV broadcast. No, it was, was on the bad part. Yeah, right. Jumbo. Yeah. It looks like a beer. Maybe I'm trying to look at it. Looked a, like a mixed drink. Maybe it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's a mixed drink. She's got a plastic glass. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. She makes un, ungodly amounts of money. But imagine living your life where every flipping thing you do, mm-hmm. someone's going to criticize yeah. you. Yeah. No matter what well, you do. Not Someone's going to compliment yeah. or criticize. And you're just going to get crushed yeah. daily the way, on they, social right. media. They want her to f- fix the Chiefs nickname, too. Now, the, now they're on her of for course. that one. Not right, to get too much in the weeds here, but yeah. like that for those of you who are unfamiliar, that's part of why Taylor Swift's last boyfriend broke up with her, allegedly, is mm-hmm. what's being reported. Because he couldn't handle that there's paparazzi everywhere, that they couldn't leave their house, they couldn't go to the grocery store. And Travis Kelsey is like, bring it on, baby. Yeah. For now. For yeah. now. Right. For By the now. way, I think uh, this must be said. I think she looked super hot last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she she is a, a she commands attention. There is no yes. doubt about it. Just an unbelievable entertainer. And I wouldn't like if like we said the other day, Olivia Culpo versus T Swift. Uh, who you take? Of course, yeah, Olivia. Yeah, yeah. But she's so, a professional model. That's right. like her deal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She couldn't get up there and perform for three hours like my girl T Swift. Yeah, T Swift. And can she go. doesn't have a ring. Like T Swift, yeah, she now has. She's part of the team. Absolutely, she's, she won a Super Bowl last yeah. night. As far as I'm concerned, because I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> Beyonce probably got one flash the whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she dropped a new album in the middle of the game, and, and they tried to tie one, it into one, a Verizon one. advertisement. Yeah. Isn't she taking up residency too in Vegas? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and I saw uh, there was an email that just came out from yeah, one of our right various sports uh-huh. books. There's Beyonce and there's Taylor Swift. I'm with you. Hey, I'm just saying. So Beyonce only got 235,000 followers during the game last night because of the new album dropping or announcement mm-hmm. and the Verizon ad. And I think like Taylor Swift over the last like three weeks because of everything with the NFL has gotten like over a million. Yeah, it, it's nuts. Her, Take her that, power. Beyonce. Yeah. I, I love Beyonce too. It's just yeah. here's the thing is Beyonce is a bit more subdued to begin with. Yeah, she's then. T Swift now. That's basically what it is. Even though Beyonce did Beyonce just drop Beyonce is a, never then. No, she's I, I no, she's still now. She is not top of mind. It's she at least she hasn't been until she drops the new album. Well, she hasn't been like having this aggressive marketing approach like Taylor Swift. Like Taylor Swift straight up is like, I am going to like my brand. She's like, bring me a football star for the best team. Is going to be front of mind. Um, and that's just how she attacks her marketing. Whereas Beyonce is like, you know what? I'm going to put out good music, and if you like it, great. And if you don't, oh well. Like. It's not for everybody, and that's okay. Like, I feel like that's kind of been the approach more of the last 10 years since Crazy in Love, which was very front of mind. And that's why even Jay-Z, like, the rant he went on at the Grammys. I love that she doesn't care. Right. Yeah. She's, I'm going to put out good music, and if you like it, great. And if you don't, oh, well. And, like, that's okay. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. T. Swift went through a lab and found Travis Kelsey. Said, <laughs> Literally I, I a lab. Let's not talk about lab and Kelsey. Wait, That's, before, I choose him. Before we Get take vaccinated. our next break, we won't talk about the Pfizer commercial or yeah. the RFK commercial for that right. matter. Um, But the Jesus commercial. I'm sorry. Like, listen, I love Jesus too, but you're going to spend $14 million on two Jesus ads? As it was uh, said. I'm not uh, suggesting that our Lord and Savior actually was the one who like spent the money, but like. As it was said to me uh, by by my buddy in the uh, text chain with uh, uh, Double D, uh, sorry, I would feed all of you, but I have to yeah. spend $14 million yes. on two Super Bowl Thank ads. Thank you. So, yeah, there you go. I kind of like go. it, man. Spread how many fishes can you, you spread the word? Fishes and loves yeah. of bread can you? Yeah, by it's the way, obviously not. I'm not even going to go into yeah, that don't company. Even, I, I, by I, the I don't way, even want to talk about We were talking about B. How about Jay-Z? Did you see him last night? Hmm? He looked like somebody's grandma. <laughs> Who? Jay-Z? Jay-Z. Oh. What was wrong with him? 
He looks like someone's grandma. There's a meme going around that says he literally <laughs> looks like someone's grandma. There's Seriously. a meme been going around that says Jay Z looks like a black grandma sick of raising her daughter's kids. <laughs> and there's a photo of his old yeah, ass. Catch him in a bad <laughs> angle. No, bad bro, light. he was dressed to the nines, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. I just said bad angle. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a bad angle. I'll send it to you. I'm just not gonna talk about the greatest rapper alive. I'm gonna show it to you. It's certainly a cheap shot. Yeah, I'm gonna show you. And you're gonna go, bro. That's like Seinfeld's good. girlfriend, ugly and yeah. beautiful. All right, XL Primetime, Okama Beer Company Monday. Don't forget, every single day of the week, they're serving up great coffee and then craft Tuesday through Sunday. Find it right there in their tap room on South Eighth Street in Fernandina. And then Wildlight, you can definitely enjoy the other one. Leon, you saw the he picture. Lo- he looks like an auntie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, you see that? You think yeah. like. Beyonce loves that. Yeah. You think he could send us crazy some in love? Apparently, yeah, I guess. he is crazy powerful too. Well, so is she though. Yeah. She's just I'm well, not yeah. Just add powerful, add up she's that dough. Powerful too. Yeah, man. that's Giselle and Tommy. Someone's second. Sexel primetime. Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room in Fernandina Beach. As we continue this. Foray into recapping Super Bowl LVIII, looking ahead to next year's football season, wrapping all of that together. I have to ask, what was the best thing that you boys ate on Super Bowl Sunday? That's the one area we haven't hit yet, the spread. Leon, when you want to kick us off, what was the what was the spread looking like for you uh, yesterday? Well, I mean, I, I was at the uh, watering hole, and they had um, rib and chicken uh, special. Okay. So I had some chicken. I had some barbecue chicken. It was pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty nice. Matt? Chicken uh, wings. Chicken wings. Any new recipe or just old tried and true? Tried and true. Yeah, tried and true. Because, uh, you know, like I I like to put mine on the grill. TLD, like I'm I'm working the PGA Tour uh, over the weekend. So she throws them in in the oven and then tosses them in some really good uh, buffalo sauce. Anyway, just outstanding. Uh, Subs, all that other stuff. Still haven't hit the air fryer yet, have you? Yeah. Yeah. You still haven't done the air fryer wings yet. No, but they're in the oven and they're great. <laughs> like, I don't need, uh, I don't need another appliance. In other words, these wings don't suck, so I don't need the air fryer. <laughs> but they could be better. And the air fryer no, also will just well, change your life What about when you want to general? eat them today? I throw them right back in the oven. Oh, no. It's not the same. I, I know. You guys JJ. are like so air fryer, but the, the biggest <laughs> selling point you guys all give me on the air fryer is warming up sh- stuff. I'm trying to spread yeah, you're the digging word in now Jesus just to, to you, bro. Yeah, you need I, to listen. Yeah, I, I, I totally I That's totally our agree. second Jesus reference on the program, <laughs> yeah. which is making the text line happy. No, I mm-hmm. ask only because I'm like trying to throw together. Uh, I tried a new recipe, mm-hmm. and I tried to throw it together in my lunch, making it a little bit healthier. Mm-hmm. But we went for the healthy nachos. Mm-hmm. So we actually did. I found it on Instagram. Instead of chips, sliced up sweet potatoes. You put them in the oven, not the air fryer. I did think about the air fryer. Mm-hmm. But you put mm-hmm. them in the oven, then did ground turkey. Refried beans, cheese, put it back in the oven for another half hour. And then this chipotle mayo and avocado on top. It sounds good. It was fantastic. I'm trying it again now. We'll see how my stomach feels by the the 2 o'clock hour uh, here on a Mokama Monday of XL Primetime. But doing okay right now. Just on the non-healthy side, uh, the son-in-law, and this is when he does move up in the power rankings, when he does the armadillo eggs. And those are Mm. just incredible. That's the jalapeno split open, cheese inside, wrapped with sausage then bacon and it is just mm. outstanding and mm. so those are his not my creation those are his dang 
He can definitely get it done. I'm impressed. What's the best thing that you ate on Super Bowl Sunday? You can hit us up on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosure, 641-1010. Speaking of you, Nooner Nation, JJ, uh, how is our poll looking so far today? Well, not a lot of people are in agreement with Leon. So Mm -hmm. we were talking earlier today about the new overtime rule. Um, and we asked, uh, as always, question of the day brought to you by Beaver Toyota of St. Augustine. Do you like the new playoff overtime rule? Yes or no? You should have kept it the same as before. 88% love the new overtime rule. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they all get participation awards, too, when they play. But, see, Leon, the one thing about this, though, is that it gives both teams a chance to participate for the win mm-hmm. as opposed to the coin toss. Well, here, so there's a difference in rules. So what? Yeah. Leon, did you like it when they had it so where it, whoever got the ball first could just go down and kick a field goal and win? Or did you like it how it was, hey, if we get the ball first and we score a touchdown, we can win. But if we score a field goal, the other well, team still gets the ball. Well, I mean, There's I two mean, separate overtimes. Well, People just, really hated the first one. Well, I mean, is there seven seven on seven tournament or does the defense get <laughs> to play? Flag football tournament. I'm, I'm just trying to I'm asking yeah. a question. Is there a seven on seven tournament? Yeah. Where the defense doesn't get to play, or does the defense actually play in the game and they can actually yeah. stop? Now, that part of I agree oh, okay. with. That's because you got to stop people. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. you don't just I have to yeah, score on people. Yeah. But yeah. here's the deal: kickers nowadays are hitting like sixty-yard bombs. Yeah. So if you get like two first downs, oh yeah, that you can that, pretty much win the game. That green line where it says field goal range, it's getting closer further, to the fifty, yeah, yeah, further and further away from the end zone. And, and, and Bucker, another great example with, with well, actually the two record-setting uh, field goal kicks. But, yeah, that's the thing. I just want to see, if, it, as opposed to a coin flip, I want to see both teams have a chance. I don't need to see a bunch of extra plays because I know that's what the player wants to avoid is having those extra hits because those were some serious hits yesterday. Uh, but both of them had an opportunity to defend and play with the football. And that, that at least makes sense. All right, now off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, uh, we asked, you know, and, and look, this is a long list of what it's going to take for this team to get to where they are. And I love Leon's uh, description of the guy, him there. So off the text line, it says, number one, game wrecker up front, Chris Jones. Number two, a top 12 offensive line. I'll take that. Number three, Trevor, step up and be him there. Number four, top five secondary. Five, head coach that calls the plays and should be. Six, great scheme, defensive coordinator, and aggressive. KC plan. You, you I like it. it. Yeah. I absolutely like it. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's, what you, that's what you've got to have to beat this team. You, the, the, the Chiefs, are, they're not going anywhere. As long as 15 is back there, they're going to be relevant for a very, very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And, and if this organization, this team, this franchise wants to still one away, they're going to have to. They're going to have to go through the Chiefs. Yeah. And they, they, they've got to assemble a team that can defeat them, not only in the regular season, but in the postseason. Well, we always talk about this team. Did they ever play that full game? And I would argue that the Chiefs never really played a full game. Mm-hmm. Let's make this the 10-10 take because it's, it's, it's beautiful what they've been able to do, and it, it makes you want it even more. <laughs> Now, Josie's 10-10 tape. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue. Local pitmasters since 68. We hooked up one of our awesome listeners with that awesome barbecue from Sonny's for the big game. Don't forget, anytime you're out and about, you see a Sonny's, you're craving some good barbecue, head on in there, and your next party plans, you can make it with Sonny's. So, this team, hey, did they have that, did that, that formula, that identity, the team that, when they trot out onto the field, you know what you can expect. No, they did not. 
But the Kansas City Chiefs also did not have that this year. The Kansas City Chiefs are known for their offense. They're known for the Mahomes magic. And, yes, that still is true. But in the end, this team had a Super Bowl-winning defense. It had a run game that they could count on throughout the year and not necessarily relying solely on Pat Mahomes. He threw his highest number of interceptions during the season, made more mistakes than maybe you expect. But in the end, they figured out what is it going to take from game to game to get better and to figure out a way to beat the team that you're facing. That's the 10-10 take. And honestly, that's what they did without one proven thing that they could do well all season long. Are any of you surprised that no team held out for Spags to see after the Super Bowl? Or that he had no interviews. They had no interviews? I'm a little surprised by that. He is a Hall of Fame defensive player. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's he's proof in the pudding. Yeah. I mean, with the the Giants and now with KC. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a guy, I mean, a coordinator. I think they said this on the air. He's probably the first coordinator to be 4-0 and in the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Probably because he's 64 or Correct. something. Correct. Yeah. He, beat, he beat the GOAT. Both. Twice. He beat okay. the GOAT and then he has the other GOAT. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that part. Yeah, so he defended Tommy and now mm-hmm. made sure that his defense was winning formula good to go along with Mahomes. Right mm-hmm. on cue, Tyreek Hill actually just tweeted out in the last hour. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't Spags gotten any interviews? And the only thing I can come up with, because then you look at Dan Quinn, and we actually had this conversation Mm -hmm. with Coach Campo on Friday when we were at Players Grill. Um, The only thing I can come up with and what Coach Campo came up with is that Dan Quinn wasn't a head coach not too long ago. And for what it's worth, uh, as much as we want to talk about Kyle Shanahan blowing that game for the Atlanta Falcons, Mm -hmm. Dan Quinn did guide a team to a Super Bowl. Yeah, Spagnolo's run as a head coach – well, it's, eleven yeah. and forty-one yeah. in three yeah. years at the Rams. That's probably right. has something to do with it. Yeah, I think I think that's what happens is you get a, a, a label on you, but also take a look at Raheem Morris's record. Take a look at you know Dan Quinn. Like we said, the, the accolades, the credentials are there, but then the most me- recent memory of what Dan Quinn designed mm-hmm. was ten percent of what Steve Spagnuolo designed defensively, because the Cowboys' defense when they needed it most was pitiful, pitiful. And then if you go back to Dan Quinn as the head coach, his defenses weren't all that hot either. Right, but if, if Shanahan runs the ball, Quinn's got a Super Bowl. Yeah, very true. And, and by the way, Dan Quinn could have told. Spagnuolo's win percentage is .212. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not good. All I'm simply saying is recognize what this guy does on, on a game-to-game basis. He's been doing it for a minute. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's a forgotten possibility on the wrong side of the ball. For a long time, because mm-hmm. everyone's looking for offensive and, winners. And two of his three large. years, one year he won one game, the other year he won two games. Yeah, yeah. So well, that would be like stuff. We can't focus on the now and bad days. <laughs> the man just won the Super Bowl yeah. when the elite defense. I, think, all I think he's a fantastic defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. But I, all I'm saying is one of the reasons why people didn't wait for him. I'm sure it has something to do with his history as a head coach. Yeah, and and who knows? He may have put out with his agent. I'm fine. I'm fine where I'm at. Or oh, could he be the, the quarterback? Could he be the coach in waiting? Fan. Yeah, you never know. Could be, yeah. Yeah, you never know. It's always <laughs> possible. But just to put it in context, Gus Bradley did not have a successful run as a head coach. Mm-hmm. He's regarded as a very good defensive coordinator. If he takes his team, whomever it is, and he's on the defensive side, will he get another chance as a head coach? I don't think so because of the record that he had. And it was bad enough that you were not going to look at him and view him as a guy that was worthy of a of Just a, goat, a little you know. bit better than Spags. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're talking. Um, Wait, 226. Yeah. He had the second best win percentage in the Super Bowl era in terms of games coach and win percentage. So 
And I don't know whether Spags is below him. I think it might have been uh, – there's at least one other guy that was – Hugh Jackson probably. Yeah, yeah. Hugh Jackson Legend. Coached, yeah, 30-some games, and it was he just – one one, right? one Yeah, so <laughs> – Jesus. Uh, that's no good. Is that good? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is XL Prime Time. Uh, we're hanging out until 3 o'clock. Thanks for hanging out with us. Go to YouTube. You can search 1010XL. Throw up a comment there. We do have some comments that we'll get back to as far as what's it going to take uh, for this Jacksonville Jaguar team to get anywhere near a Super Bowl like the way the Chiefs have been dominating of late. Mondays on XL Prime Time, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room at Fernandina Beach. Today is reserved for the Super Bowl. Today is reserved for looking back at the 2023-2024 NFL season, looking ahead as well. But I would be remiss, boys, if I didn't give some love to the Florida Gators men's basketball team. Round of applause, JJ. Three weeks ago, we left them for dead on this program. Today, as it stands, they have wins over not one but two top 12 teams at the time in the AP poll in the last week plus. Did I just hear woo from you, Joe? That was somebody else. I have no idea where that came from. That that was a I little spring, well, spring, 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 spring sport well, love. Since we're taking a quick little Did turn that. off the Super Bowl real quick, yeah. um, FanDuel came out with its 2024 college football lines. Mm-hmm. Win totals. Oh boy. Oh any, no. Any guesses? Well, I, Six. Any, any guesses for our locals? I, Six. I know, but you might just like want to stay in the moment just for one second and let those Gator fans out there just enjoy <laughs> the fact that something positive was just brought up. Because I'm about ready to hit him with another hand. Matt Hayes <laughs> is always one of the kneecaps. <laughs> wire to wire victory over Bruce Pearl's 12th ranked Auburn Tigers. An impressive win, no you, doubt. You let can, that live. You could say team. that they, they, they were. A good team. Yeah, you can. You could say that they were overlooking the Gators because they were coming off a win over Alabama in the Iron Bowl on the hardwood. All you want, but still. Uh, Florida never trailed. They led by as many as I think it was like 20-something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was 81-65 as the final from Saturday at the O-Dome. And so another impressive victory for Todd Golden, and I especially enjoyed in the post-game presser when he literally said, so we're in now, just to kind of stick it to all who had questioned them. And he said it in jest, but uh, yeah, I I do think as of now, and again, you still got seven regular season games to play, eight maybe. They have a lot. Man, that's Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, They go to Georgia. For part two of the Mike White Revenge game later this week. First, we'll host LSU on Tuesday. But Florida did receive, although not one of my votes, but 19 votes in this week's AP poll, which just dropped moments ago. And so, mm-hmm. look, maybe maybe it ain't so bad in Whoville. Or, as we've been saying for the last few weeks, all the credit to Todd Golden, who came in with a plan and, ident- and an identity he wanted to build for this Gator basketball team, and perhaps some of his contemporaries in his sport and some other sports don't necessarily come in with such a plan. Well, he also recruited the transfer portal really well. Yes. He's got guards that can shoot now. That's key. That's and, why and size. That's why they're winning games. And yeah, I mean the length and the size, I agree, it's important, but they got guys that can shoot the ball. But it's both. It's gotta be both. It, in, is, in it the, is, but that's yeah. why they're gonna win an NCAA tournament a game or two, because they can shoot. Because it's like we said before, how many times if you're a Gator fan that follows basketball, have you looked back and you said these guys cannot cannot hit mid-range jumpers. These guys cannot score beyond the arc. These guys cannot create their own shot. I mean, honestly, you heard that, I'm sure, from a lot of Gator fans. And, yeah, between – honestly, there are multiple guards that can hit from outside and drive, hit mid-range, and create shots on their own. Right, and, I mean, once – if Kugel ever gets hot – yeah. 
They're going to be tough. But you figure Kugel, Richard, Zion, uh, Walt, I mean, on of them, all of them, they are all capable of getting hot at, the, at, at a certain time. So are you ready to absorb this right now? Yeah. Can we give one more shout-out first on the basketball front? Yeah, I, I, I did give a vote to USF. <laughs> you bulls out there. The bulls? Absolutely. Amir okay. Abdur-Rahim. We, I actually That's got to meet him. Geos. Yeah, so I yeah. actually got to meet um, Coach Abdur-Rahim last mm-hmm. year when he was the coach of Kennesaw State when they came to play UNF. UNF mm-hmm. won on that buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. One of the nicest coaches that I've ever gotten to work with, you know, pregame. And he goes to South Florida after taking K-State to the tournament. Yeah. And they have won nine straight games. They are ahead of FAU. Oh, give some love, yeah. They are at the top of the American Athletics. So you USF alums out mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. Throw, throw your bull signs up because yeah. uh, right now you're the only team I have ranked in my AP ballot from, from Florida the yeah. in the top the, 25. The fight in Brett Morgan's, the fight in uh, George Barry's. Yeah, all USF proud alums. Okay, bring us down Leon, now. JJ, what's your number for the Canes? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. What's my number or what's that number what that's on that? Yeah, what do you think it realistic? is? What do you think it is? number. Mine's is nine. JJ's eight and a half, Joe. Gaines? Mm-hmm. I would probably put it at I, – I probably would lean on that eight and a half. I might go to nine, but I don't think it's there. All right. Mia? I'm going to go seven and a half, even though I know the bottom line suggests it should be eight and a half. Nine and a half. Wow. Nine and a half. That's a lot of pressure. Nine and a half. No pressure. Mario. That's accounting for a win in Gainesville then. All right, let's let's move over to Athens, Georgia. Yeah. Leon, Georgia line. Georgia line, 11. JJ? Um, 11 and a half. Yeah, I'm going 11 and (laughs) a half. No, actually, they play Alabama. I'm going to go 10 and a half. You forgot who's coaching Alabama now. Uh, I'm going to go 11 and a half. Yeah, that's what I said. 11 and a half? Yeah. 10 and a half. 10 and a half, oh, yeah. Mm. Well, they yeah. do. They open against Clemson. Because they're probably looking at. They've got. Cl- they've got. They three, get Auburn. They have three. They have road games against Tennessee. Alabama, Texas, and Ole Miss. Mm. And it's a new SEC. So, yeah, hard. Is, I don't be know harder. if you've heard that or not. Yes, mm-hmm. it is a new yeah. SEC. Oh, yeah. It means more. All right. It means yes. more. All right. Let's go to uh, <laughs> Florida State. Florida State. Florida State win total. JJ. Uh, same as Miami. Yeah, Nine I'll go and back half. to the. I'll go to the 10 and a half on that. You're going 10 and a half? I'm going to go eight. I'm looking at their schedule. I'm going to go nine and a half. That's correct. Nine and a half mm-hmm. for Florida State. Mm-hmm. The one Joe's been waiting for all along. Mm-hmm. Your Gators, Joe. Can I'll we get a drum under. roll? Can we I'll get a drum roll, under. JJ? Mm-hmm. Leon, Gators? Gators? Um, five and a half. JJ? Oh, we did find a drum roll. Nice. I'm going to say, I'm going to say six and a half. Yeah. Six. 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 Leon nails it. Five. Whoa! And a half. Oh! Yeah. That's so low. Wow. That's El Sucka. So if you're wondering what the top 12 are as far as mm-hmm. the top that's 12 a, win totals, that's because, well poop, because of course it is a 12 team playoff next year. Um, the top 12, it's really 13 because there's 13 and then a fit. There's, there's mm-hmm. ties. This is just an alphabetical order now. Georgia, right. Ohio State, Oregon, and Texas all at 10 and a half. Ole Miss, nine and a half. Alabama, nine and a half. FSU, LSU, Miami, Michigan, Missouri, Penn State, and Utah all also at nine and a half. All right, so real quick, just a total number of SEC teams that you just named off right there. Is there four Georgia's, or five? Georgia's one. Texas is two. Ole Miss, three. Alabama, four. LSU, five. Mizzou. Missouri, six. And that's it, yeah. Okay, so a half dozen. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically making up half the now we'll add the Now add the Big Ten in, okay? Yeah. So then you got Ohio State, Oregon. Uh, Michigan's three, Penn State is four. Okay, so you're so at, ten of the twelve are Big yeah. Ten and SEC schools. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And the other two are Miami and FSU. Mm-hmm. The other two are Miami and FSU. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, and then Utah's because they're 13. Yeah, Utah's so in there coming over because they went – where do they go? Big 12? I Big can't 12. keep track. Big right, 12. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, honestly, it is a new world. And I could see maybe the projections are going to be maybe a game less because of the type of competition all these teams are going to face schedule-wise. That actually makes a little bit of sense. That's why Florida's down to five and a half. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, that's a, that's a gut punch when you, when you take a look at that. And um, Billy's building something. I don't know if you guys know that. Mm. I don't know if you know it. Building something. He is building something. It's a pile of something. Yeah. I can tell you that. An art uh, for the rain. <laughs> Right yeah, now. For the rain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, chime in on that. 641-1010. We will keep looking at those totals throughout uh, the course of the offseason as we will look at this. Uh, and it's been pointed out to me by multiple people, I- including our head coach, but then also on the text line, Dallas says, uh, uh, at XL Primetime, Trevor has been ushered to the kids' table in his own division. CJ took that spot quick. So forget Mahomes. He got to be better than CJ first, and that is another point to all of this. Hundred percent. Yeah. What is lost? Honestly, what is lost from last year to this year is the idea that you are a perennial playoff team. the The fact that you couldn't go back to back years to even get in that conversation because this team is nowhere near a perennial playoff team. But that was what was up for discussion if they had repeated as a postseason performer. And then you had the Texans with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback pass you by. Yeah, I told you they, they stole their thunder, they stole their division, and they stole their luster. They eat the big, they got the big piece of chicken. That's what they, they did. They did. They, they it got the, sucks. They, and I, I like what the Texans said. You, yeah. you went from the big table yeah. to the kitty table. Yeah. Because they took the division away from you. They did. When every, was, but when everybody thought, Everybody thought at the beginning of the season that the Jaguars was going to run the table when it came to the division. Mm-hmm. At least go five and one. I know I did. Yeah, I I'm did. looking at the division. I'm saying, oh, we're going to go at least. The worst we're going to go with five and one. Yeah. And then you know you split. Other, you went. You, that's your quickest way to get to the playoffs. Yeah. Win the division. And I was looking at, at uh, uh, exaggerating a little bit, a little hyperbole with ten wins between the South divisions, AFC mm-hmm. and NFC. They beat the Falcons. They beat the Panthers. They beat the Saints. Then they got butt beat by the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. and then we all know what happened: splitting against the Houston Texans. So seven Texans of those wins against the Titans were in their own division and against the NFC South. Seven yeah. of their nine wins. Right, right, yeah. And two embarrassing losses yeah. uh, when you consider against the South. That loss to Tennessee, the final Sunday of the regular season, was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. And then you say, "All right, well." Losing to the Texans early in the year is there's really not any shame given what they were able to do. Still kind of embarrassing at home with them being down four offensive linemen. And it was Stroud's third career game in right. the NFL. He had been sacked 11 times in the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. Which he did say on Radio Row this week at the Super Bowl. He felt it. He said he stepped onto the field and it felt like the Jags just viewed him as just another rookie quarterback. And it just so happened that was the week he put it all together. I'll tell you what, that's something to hear. Uh, if, mm-hmm. uh, if, if those players that wear the teal and black, if they hear that, I wonder what they think. Well, they they know what to think yeah. because Doug Peterson saw it and chewed them out at halftime. Yeah. No, I'm talking about after what C.J. Stroud well, said Well, I mean, now. they've You're already like, – right. Yeah. They've it, already ha- heard it now. Yeah, but they didn't do anything about it. Is, is, is yeah, he torched point. them. Yeah. Bottom line, he torched them. Yeah. What a makeshift offensive line. They had given up 11 sacks. Just and it, it, here's what's crazy. Think about this now. Okay, they lost to him, and he mm-hmm. stepped forward and said, I'm, I'm, I'm a rookie. I don't care. 
I'm ready to step forward and start making things happen. So they lost to them here, and then they beat them there, and what happened? They thought they were ready to be crowned because mm. they had beaten them, and they got to that 8-3 and three mark for Thanksgiving weekend, yeah. heading into December with a chance at the number one yeah, bro, seed. But, but they were a So they Josh, got bit twice by the Texans. They were a Josh Allen sack away from not beating them. Oh, they were a, a doink yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, a doink I'm away. Going I, mean, overtime. I mean, if he doesn't get that pressure on them True. and get that sack, yeah. and that re- field goal becomes a lot easier. Yeah, remember how many times that yeah. C.J. had broken free? And mm-hmm. they harassed him all day. Yeah. Kind of like what we're talking about with the Niners yeah. on Mahomes yesterday. But think of that. They got, got, got twice. First time embarrassed by them here. Mm-hmm. And then the next time they, they beat them and they're like, we've arrived. So they don't have odds for the AFC South for next season just yet out. But I would say they're probably gonna, they're definitely gonna make Houston the favorite if you look at the Super Bowl odds for next year, which are already out. They were already yeah. out last night. Um, the, the Texans are like twenty-five to one. Yeah, Jags, the Jags 33 are to one. thirty-five to one. Thirty-five yeah, in some places. Yeah. So they're expecting Houston to have a better season next year than the Jags. Here's the beautiful thing: it's a constant churn and turn in the NFL, unless you're the Chiefs. <laughs> And the 49ers and some of the teams that live at the top and stay at the top. But yeah, this team's got to figure that out because they are looking up, as you described. Yeah, I mean, I mean here's the, the thing. The wonderful thing about the Super Bowl is that, I mean, when you, everybody's got work to do. There's only one team holds up the Lombardi. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 49ers, I'm sure, although they got to the Super Bowl, they, they still they got work to do. They didn't win it. I mean, there's only one team that hoists the Lombardi. Everybody else got work to do. And this team is, is not exempt. They got work to do, some serious work this offseason. They're going to compete with that team. You know what Mahomes is in against the spread in the postseason? He's now – it's just a sick 11-1-1 against the spread. And the games that he's won those games <laughs> is by an average – it dipped just a little bit because they, they won by a smaller margin, but basically by a touchdown. Why are we all not rich? It's just uh, – oh, my God. Gosh. Most yeah. inevitable bet in sports. Yeah. Well, for some. <laughs> Not for all. But, yeah, taking him as a – and it did move. It finally moved. Taking him as a two-point dog and then, what, an hour, two hours before kickoff, it moved to a point and a half. Uh, and so money was coming in, and most people thought it was all the Chiefs fans pouring into Vegas to move that. There was some sharp money that came back on them in the end because the Sharps were on San Francisco – for basically all of two weeks, which is all the like six figure and up bets you heard from the big names yeah. out there were all on the Niners. Yeah, yeah, they got bit. They got bit. Except I, for uh, Billy Walters, mm-hmm. who that, is out of prison. Our good friend who wrote a book, uh, disparaging Phil in it, which I must read. Yeah, but they said guy. he put a quote unquote small bet of between $500,000 and a million on the Chiefs. Yeah. That's a small bet for He's Billy. a genius. Before we send Leon off for or, uh, the remainder of today, uh, curious, your thoughts, Vegas, first time hosting the Super Bowl. I know we weren't there, but from afar, a win? Will we see other Super Bowls there? I know already there's discussion because the mayor of Las Vegas came out this week of all weeks to say she doesn't think the A's should move to Vegas and Vegas is overcrowded. Mm-hmm. What were you hearing, boots on the ground? From well, I mean, listen, the encouraging thing is that you didn't hear anything about any players getting in, you know, arrested, in trouble, brothel, you know, any of that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that that was truly amazing that everybody stayed out of trouble. 
Mm-hmm. I just knew I, when you say Vegas and NFL players, they usually don't. I think a lot of people probably lost bets they don't on match. that one. They don't match. They don't match. <laughs> so, so that was encouraging. But overall, man, I, I loved it. I, I, I loved the game. I loved the halftime show. You know, mm-hmm. I loved the the, the the beginning part of it. I loved the ending. Of it. The so shots of the there. city too. Yeah, badass. Yeah. It's showtime. That, mm-hmm. that is. It. I think they'll be back in the next six years. They'll be in a rota. Yeah, they'll yeah, be they in a rotation. Be, yeah, because yeah. yeah. you had. For a long time, San Diego, since there was an NFL team there, Miami. you had them. Vegas will replace them in the Rota. And you'll still have New Orleans, Arizona, Miami, Tampa, uh, L.A., and, and L.V. Is what, what I mean, what's, what's the mayor saying? She doesn't want the A's there? Yeah, now she, she's yeah. saying that the strip is too crowded. She better get ready for an NBA team, too, because they're coming, too. Yeah. Well, they can't. They haven't fully decided on the MLB deal that she's causing a problem there here's the problem is the county as far as the a's coming if they are to build that stadium on the strip yeah the county decides that yeah not her office yeah but she mm-hmm. wanted to roadblock it and and they're over they're kind of a nomadic homeless bunch there the a's not knowing where they're going all right big search we know where you're going you're yeah. out the door yep enjoy the rest of the afternoon got it we head to the two o'clock hour staying on this subject uh, and we have plenty, uh, not going to solve it today, but plenty of Jaguar fans trying to figure out how you can get to where they are talking Kansas City. Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room in Fernandina Beach. Thanks to Mokama Beer Company, hanging out on a beautiful Monday. Joe C., Mia O'Brien, Maddie, Maddie Hayes. Uh, and JJ, uh, minus Big Surge, will be back at noon manana, but uh, still plowing through all the Super Bowl talk. And it could be commercials, it could be halftime show, it could be all the prop bets. Uh, but most of you gravitate back to Duval and, and what it looks like from here. And I don't blame any of you. You can't help it. Did it's you like, see the tweet that Jaguar sent out, like, literally minutes after the game? After the game? I did not. What was it? It just said two words. Mm-hmm. We move. Ill-timed. Really? Dude. And they just got annihilated oh, in the matches. Oh, I can imagine. By their own fans, more yeah. so than everyone well, else. I mean, there was getting, other people, but right. by their own fans. Yeah. They've been getting ratioed by uh, the fire press, fire bulky crowd for mm. weeks now, if not well, months. Yeah, ratio's a good way to put it. But honestly, I, I don't know. That, that's not, Sometimes, yeah, yeah, uh, not a good idea. Not I, good timing. As I have said in multiple walks of life. Read the room. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Reading the room and social awareness is perhaps the most underrated trait you can have in 2024. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. have said that not just with regards to the media profession, but with regards to walking down the street or going into your local publics. Like that, that's it's just in general. Having social awareness is unfortunately something we take for granted yeah. in this day and age. Uh, yeah, and uh, a lot of people lack it. Uh, but then those that are in charge of hitting send, those are the ones that make you wonder uh, just well, a little bit. Well, the best Especially and because... most underrated part of the, the, the post is there's a photo. Mm-hmm. It says, we are Duval 2024 season is coming. And it includes everyone's favorite center, Luke Fortner. <laughs> Arguably the worst player of the 2023 Jaguars season. You know, it's kind of funny. I don't If we had a debate as far as who would ring – True at the bottom. Oh, he's up there. Or he down is up there. there. He is up there. It, it's kind of it's funny that these guys. Yeah, they all want to be starters, but Luke just wasn't able to gain strength. It's right. I mean, Literally. I don't. I don't even care about the photo. It's the idea of you saying we move when guess what? Eleven months ago, you didn't move, and that's one of the reasons why you lost. Yeah. It would at be the end one, of the year, yeah, it would be one thing if you made the playoffs and 
You made it to the AFC championship Six or seven game. or whatever it was. Or anywhere in the They post-season. didn't make moves last year. They right. didn't get they didn't get key free, free agent signings. You can't I'm not counting Calvin Ridley as a key free agent signing. I'm just not. It's like a trade. the Bills, a trade. the Bills tweeted out at well, 11. Whatever. It was a decent acquisition, just not a great acquisition. Was it? Yes, yes. It was a decent on acquisition. on a scale of one to ten. Where do you put that acquisition? Uh, over over half. I give it a six or a seven. I think decent is a good word. Yeah, mm. yeah. Decent acquisition. Decent's six or seven good. is not decent. Hey, Matt, Decent's five. without him. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what? Without difference. him, this team is even worse than than where they are. Okay. So my point is, your draft was your draft was awful. Yes, yes. You got nothing in free agency. That those are the quote unquote moves. Right. We move. That's what yeah. you did eleven all right, months all right, ago. Let's just remind everybody. And I'm counting Calvin. We can disagree on this, but I'm counting Calvin as a free agent move. You had to give up draft capital. You had to accept the salary. So I do understand this is not necessarily. You don't have to give up draft capital when you sign other free agents. I totally get it. But at the same time. They needed to add to that room. They did, and he got better. Christian Kirk definitely benefited from having having Calvin Ridley here. But as far as the draft goes, it was an abject fail. It was, and we're talking two years worth now of questionable things that you could ask of the GM as far as what did you get done. What's the total number of draft picks over a two-year period? Is it 24? It was 13 last year. I thought it was 11. It might have been 12 the year before. So well, it was only 13 no. last year because apparently no one would trade with them. Mm-hmm. People trade with every other team in the exactly. league. But apparently they're not playing with the, yeah, trading with the Jaguars because they're worried about the Jaguars. That's just nonsense, man. Uh, and so I, I, that's the part that I have the biggest problem with is you go through, you can give yourself an A for Anton Harrison. That's fine because it was bottom half of the draft. Good pick. And you did find a starter. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. But after that, whiff. Uh, yeah. Whiff, average, fail, below average, whatever whatever adjective you want to put next to it. Just so we're keeping score, um, here are what some of the other teams in the NFL who did and did not make the postseason out of the AFC this year tweeted. At 11.06 last night, the Bills tweeted out a graphic that says next year starts now. Hashtag go Bills. Hashtag Bills Mafia. Picture of Josh Allen and a bunch of other Bills looking at the Caesar Superdome, which of course will host next year's Super Bowl. Uh, the Cincinnati playoff team too. Yes, anyway. the Cincinnati Bengals, not a playoff team, obviously though, did not have Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tweeted out a photo of Joe Burrow silhouetted in darkness with the caption "Let's get after it." That mm-hmm. was tweeted this morning at eight twenty-seven a.m. The Pittsburgh Steelers tweeted out last night at 10.52 p.m., around the same time as the Jags tweet. Simply, the 2024 season starts now. Hashtag here we go. Playoff team. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens, who made the AFC Championship game, have not tweeted since Thursday. Smart. And ditto to the Houston Texans, who are still just living off of C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson's rookie of the year. And also Andre Johnson. Great right. Miami Hurricane. What about the Lions? Any news on the Lions tweeting? Um, let's see. Joe's Lions. I need to know what the Arizona Cardinals. Did. I will stop. The Lions have I will not stop tweeted. going for it on fourth down. The Lions have also not tweeted since Thursday. Yeah, listen, I love Dan Campbell, but dang it, man. They may have gotten broke. Nineteen to one. That would have really. That would have been nice. I, I want to. I, I want to know like right? how many of these Jag fans would like if I'm on Twitter right after the Super Bowl. As a Jags fan that doesn't have season tickets, would I have Do seen I that see post that? and be like, oh, my God, you're right. I am going to buy tickets tonight. Like, yeah. who is this for? Yeah. I, it, 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 it's for it, whoever's designing graphics. <laughs> Boom. There it is. And someone also as, justifying their job. As someone who has to make sure we're producing content on the daily, it's to help fill the timeline. Sorry. And that is probably as big as anything. Content generation. 
Make sure you yeah, stay. But it's got to be smart. Just Content stay away. Generation. Yeah, exactly. that's, 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 that's a stay away time. Wall. Yeah, that's that's a stay away time. Uh, uh, that's yeah. with anything. That's I mean, in any any part of the media business, you can't just throw stuff out there. That means nothing. Right. You need well, quality. People are gonna are gonna follow you with quality stuff. Yeah, but that's social media team. Like like Mia saying, I totally agree with what she's saying. You want to just keep reminding. Your, your followers that you're there and you're working. And, like, the, the end of the Super Bowl would suggest, like, a moment, like, oh, let's capitalize on this. Like, for example, like, last week, I knew we were really busy with, you know, National Signing Day, but also it was like, oh, National Women in Sports Day. That's an opportunity for us to, you know, salute our female listeners and, you know, producers and those involved with 1010 and shake up the timeline a little bit. Or mm-hmm. um, the next few weeks, because it's kind of quiet before the combine, like, we know, uh, if you didn't, uh, we are going to be sending a crew down to Daytona. And so we'll have Daytona content to help fill the timeline and shake it up a little bit. That's just a little how the sausage is made in 2024. Yeah, but you, you, time and place is exactly what right. Matt and you are both correct about. We wouldn't post right after the no. Gators lose to, like, Florida State on, like, a last-second field goal. We wouldn't be like, are you guys ready for some Gator basketball? Yeah. Next year is here. Yeah. like it starts now. Yeah, Are you not pumped for this? Yeah. I expect Billy – to send one out right now, <laughs> encouraging signs We've, after national signing. I don't. Day. I wouldn't say that too loudly, JJ. Graham Marsh may hear you and start getting up, putting together a highlight reel right now to pump up the Gator fans. All right, it is XL Prime Time. A Mokama Beer Company Monday, hanging out, looking back at the Super Bowl. Let's just at least recount since we did this earlier in the show. Get back to our X poll as far as the way the game did ultimately come to an end. Uh, and uh, the Chiefs are now, yeah, a dynasty. It's Mokama Monday on XL Primetime. Head to the tap room at Fernandina Beach every day that ends with Y and enjoy some Mokama. The crazy part was Usher gets done his performance, and I looked at Bo Valentine and I'm like, man, he didn't even play all of his hits. That's how many hits he has. Yeah, yeah, he's, I don't know whether, I don't know what the definition or meaning of uh, either underappreciated or whatever, but I kind of throw Usher up there. Yeah. People don't realize it. I mean, so the one that I thought off the top of my head, a little bit more recent, DJ got us falling in love again. He didn't play Mm -hmm. that one, right? That's probably his most recent hit. Oh, I got to admit, I kind of rifled through it. Yeah. uh, And then went back and watched it because, uh, Thank, thank God for Nick Taylor uh, yeah, at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Let's get our PGA Tour update. Yeah, let me ping that PGA Tour leaderboard. Uh, Talk about overtime. Well, first off, the desert should not ever have a rain delay. The desert should never have a frost delay. Yet both happened, okay? And so, look, I love the PGA Tour, uh, and I love the scene that is uh, the WM Phoenix Open. But we played till darkness on Saturday and Sunday, right down to the last shot. And so darkness there uh, was 6.15 their time, 8.15 our time. And, uh, you know, I had designs on a big Super Bowl party uh, and ended up not quite making it to the big party that I was uh, uh, ready for. But TLD and I ended up finishing strong. But I'll give Nick Taylor all the credit. Now, for getting the job done, he and Charlie Hoffman put on a show, and there were scores and scores of fans uh, at TPC Scottsdale that did not leave. They wanted to go from there right to their Super Bowl party, but they stayed all the way till the end. And I'll give my buddy uh, Chris a shout out. 
You ready for this one, JJ? So he puts he just puts a number down on Nick Taylor to win it, who was T two there a year ago. T two there a so year ago. So this was before the tournament he bet. Yeah. Not like before Ten. Sunday. Oh my god. Ten turned into eleven hundred. So wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good that's for awesome. him. Yeah. That's for a pretty guy awesome. who finished second, he had that long odds. Yep, that long. 10 turned into 1,100, and he was T2 there a year ago. And it's not like he went away last year. Like, he won last year. He won. A, he, won he was the first Canadian to win up in Canada. He won the RBC Canadian Open with one of the greatest finishes ever. He hits a 73-foot eagle putt mm-hmm. to end a playoff. It was and, – and even beyond that, which was so classic, is he hits this eagle putt, like you said – Seven decades since a Canadian had won their national open. He finally does it. He beats Tommy Fleetwood in the playoff. And all his Canadian brothers, the other golfers, run out to celebrate with him, including Adam Hadwin. And they're shaking up the champagne. Security guard tackles Adam Hadwin as if he was the streaker on the uh, Allegiant Stadium field last night. We're not allowed to have fun in golf. Yeah, I mean, they tackled him. (laughs) He's looking at these guys, have him on the ground. He's like, bro, I'm a PGA Tour player. <laughs> no one let Greg Norman hear Speaking that. Speaking of fun oh. and golf, are we going to have to like tamp down the fun a little bit because it got too rowdy this weekend? Well, they had to have multiple delays. They had to cut off beer sales. Well, they cut off beer sales because <laughs> they ran out. <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure what dang. I, Well, actually, I'm sure they had to cut it off because it had reached a point of uh, you guys are all peppered. Uh, I shot uh, a little video to Matt just to show the scene around 16. It is, it is glorious. It is one of the funnest places uh, in the game of golf. Now, you can't do that every week. It just won't work. But it is a fun, fun place there. Part of it there, JJ, I think, is because the first two days were cold and rainy, and so so many patrons out in the Scottsdale, Phoenix area weren't able to get out on Thursday and Friday and Saturday and They're Sunday. Like, we have to make up for right. it. I mean, you saw it even here in 2022, not that our patrons at the players were lathered quite to the extent of the waste management oh, open. Yeah, nothing compared but to that. But if you remember back in 2022, they had the rain in the morning. And so they say, all right, we're starting at 12. And everybody shows up at 12. And there were these three-hour delays just yeah. to get down A1A. And I think it was akin to that. It was like, okay, the tournament is back on now. And everybody just rushed to get there at once. Yeah, so it was a great scene in the end because Nick Taylor basically birdied five of his last six holes, including – two sudden death holes uh, to win it over Charlie Hoffman. So it was good. It Loaded was good. leaderboard, too, uh, which bodes well for the players, which we will circle back to golf talk later in the week when Lee Smith, the executive director of the players, joins us on Thursday. But, I mean, we turned it on probably, I think, Sahith and company and Nick mm-hmm. Taylor were they were probably on hole eight, I want to mm-hmm. say, on yesterday. And, I mean, this if you look at the leaderboard, for all the question marks of with John Rahm's departure and so many other marquee names, what it would look like, mm-hmm. I mean, Nick Taylor – Sam Burns, Charlie Hoffman. Well, it was a great little run. Scotty Scheffler, still there. <laughs> Sahith, Jordan Spieth, Kitayama, Adam Scott, Cam Young, well, take Sibu a look Kim, at, JT. Yeah, you want to just get the uh, the scene around 16? Take a look at Scotty Scheffler's shot uh, at 16. Almost aced it, and the place just went nuts. And then Nick Taylor, who lives – he's Canadian, but he lives uh, in the Scottsdale area. He hit it close, too. Uh, and and made the bird. So yeah, it was it was fun. That's for sure. And Mountaineer man, B Hop was right. out there. Really? Yeah, he was out there. 
Dean, my buddy from Sawgrass, asked him. There was a bunch of people that 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 I heard from that were out there having a big time. So, uh, yeah, if you can go, uh, not exactly like the players. A lot more on the line here at the players, but it is a it's a scene. Speaking of overtime, because that's what happened on the PGA Tour yesterday and in last night's Super Bowl. JJ, how's that poll uh, question of the day brought to you by Bieber Toyota? Yeah, shaking do out? you like the new overtime slash Super Bowl overtime rule, or would you rather have had it the way it was, where basically you can score a touchdown and win without the other team getting the ball? Yes, they do enjoy the new one. 88% mm-hmm. think that on uh, a question of the day, as always, brought to you by Beaver Toyota of St. Augustine. And that's with almost 175 votes cast. You can get in on that conversation at 1010XL on X. Of course, you can always hit us up on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. As we bring it closer to home and get ready to make the turn for home and hand it off to the Frangie Show, I want to get to an article that our good buddy Demetrius Harvey just penned in the Florida Times Union The Jaguars are set to have 22 unrestricted free agents this offseason. And while it may not be the Arden Key, Jawan Taylor conversations of a year ago, which of those 22 free agents are you bringing back? Yes, Josh Allen is among them. We already ran through the litany of free agents the Chiefs have pending this offseason and went through, all right, if you're going to catch the Chiefs, what do the Chiefs look like next year? Well, we probably should also address what the Jaguars will look like next season. Let's do that coming up next on a Mokama Monday edition of XL Primetime. It's Mokama Monday on XL Primetime. Head to the tap room at Fernandina Beach every day that ends with Y and enjoy some Mokama. Uh, just a reminder to all of our prop bet winners. Uh, there were how many? Six or seven that went three and O, oh, and then a bunch of you went two of three, uh, which we will draw winners' names out of the hat, and we'll round up some beer prizes, some golf club of Southampton prizes, uh, and make it fun. Uh, but we got to go through it. The accounting firm of JJ and JJ, or JJ and JC, will make sure that we get this ready to go. Do not show up here looking for your prize until we get in touch with you. Is that the best way to explain it, JJ? Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah, that's it. That's but, it. But uh, there is some people that for sure we know you are a winner. Yeah. So congratulations, Chris, Shane, Tom, and Michelle. Yeah, all, all right. right. Round Excellent. of applause. And so I did my pops props bet with the family. Yes. And so I still got to go through that. And I told them they get a major award. So, like Michael, the belt or the, the lunch say, that you're going to buy me? What's yeah. the major award? Yeah, I don't know. I told I told Michael in the middle. It's significant. Trust me. We're still workshopping that. We're still workshopping the prize for winning yeah. The, yeah. the the picks contest yeah. here. It's okay. Yeah, we got it, it, time. We got a couple weeks until the combine and then the players. So the players is in the third week of March. In case you missed it, so yeah. we got time. Yeah, we got time. All right. So free agents uh, hit those. And look, this is not. We're not solving this in one day. This is definitely going to be an ongoing discussion. But when you have, what is it, close to two dozen free agents, uh, a lot of decisions got to be made. Yes, so I misspoke on the number, um, or maybe I'm dyslexic, I'm not sure. So it's 21 players hitting to setting or set to hit free agency. 15 of them are unrestricted. Mm-hmm. Three of them are restricted, and then another four are exclusive rights free agents because they came into the league undrafted. And so let's rattle through those numbers. Let's start with those um, exclusive rights free agents because – it's a little bit easier to sort out. Mm-hmm. Tim Jones, because mm-hmm. he entered the league in 2021 as an undrafted um, free agent who was signed. He's one of them. Gregory Jr., because he did not make the initial 53-man roster, also mm-hmm. an exclusive rights free agent. 
wide receiver Jalen Moore, who was on the practice squad, and then Jeremiah Ledbetter, the defensive tackle, who saw pretty good minutes throughout th- the duration of this season. Yeah, I, I think you can take three of those four, and yep. you've got to look and see, okay, uh, are they good enough to keep developing? I, I think that's the way to look at it. Yep. Ledbetter, I think Ledbetter is worthy of development, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you could, you could say the same for Junior and for Jones. Mm. You know, Junior flashed, then got hurt. And then was never really healthy enough. That was a big problem. And your boy Tim Jones. Yeah, he's just not he's happening. Just a, he's a, look, I, I root for him. I, like my new guy will, will be Elijah Cooks. That that you know, I picked those guys coming out. Uh, who is it? Jacob um, Jacob Harris and Elijah Cooks is the two new guys that have a chance. See if Cooks can make it. So I think with Junior, the interesting part will be who is your nickel, which we're going to get to another important name mm-hmm. in that category and what our friend Demetrius Harvey of the Florida Times Union thinks in a second. Mm-hmm. But I think it comes down to what do you think of that cur- third corner spot? What did you think of Gregory Jr. in limited action there? Right. The three restricted free agents. So this is you can make them an off a tender offer mm-hmm. yep. akin to Dewey yep. Le- or Dewey two years ago, mm-hmm. and that would then be the fourth year of their deal. So Cole Van Lannon, mm-hmm. who was acquired once upon a time in a trade with the Packers, Blake Hance, and then Caleb Johnson, the fifth mm-hmm. linebacker out of mm-hmm. Houston Baptist, which I believe has changed its name since he actually graduated from there. Yeah, Van Lannon got a little bit of play. Hance definitely got a little bit of play. Uh, no, nothing Thanks. jumps to me. Yeah. It's just you got it. All right, you got all right. Here's what we have to remind ourselves of. You I have, know you always say this, and I hate when you say yeah, this, but go yeah. ahead. Yeah, well, you you have to have layers of commitment salary-wise, and you also have to have guys at the back end of your roster that you can keep in your building and develop. Are they developable? Uh, Hans, is he good enough? Is he important enough? We can't have a turnstile taking place in the bottom half of the roster, which is what this team has had forever. Forever. Let's hit the big list. Or, or you get guys that are better than the guys you got. Yeah, I, I don't mind that at all. I really don't. Here are the 15 unrestricted free agents. So mm-hmm. come March 13th, mm-hmm. if you don't come to a deal with these guys, they're free to test the open waters. So we are basically a month out right yes, now. Yes, from this moment on February 12th. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, Jamal Agnew, Dewan Smoot, Kaylavon Chason, Calvin Ridley, Trey Herndon, Tyler Shatley, Brandon McManus, Ezra Cleveland, Dearness Johnson, Angelo Blackson, mm-hmm. Matt Barkley. Come on, Angelo. Matt Barkley, as much as I'm LOLing at that. Shaq Quarterman and Daniel Thomas. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's just hit a few of these guys, and this is not attacking any one of any of these guys necessarily, but you've seen Daniel Thomas for a long time, okay? You've seen Shaq Quarterman long enough. You've seen when you go through the list of some of the other guys – and I, you know, I love Angelo just because he did flash and he popped up here and there. You haven't seen him as long, but you also know who he is. And so, yeah, those are interchangeable parts. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue, argue with that. If you had Daniel Thomas on your team, he might do some things for you in special teams. But is that? Yeah, don't I mean, worry about I mean, it. Go find another guy. Know, for all we know, if he was on the Chiefs, he'd be a starter. We have no idea. Yeah, or or go find another guy. The history of it, man. Yeah, but the, he's but now they get more expensive. He's going into his, what his fifth, fifth, is it? Yeah. fifth year. Yeah, yeah. He's, so, he becomes right. He becomes yeah. a drain on the cap at this so point. So you go. Right. Get, if you're talking about go Daniel Thomas one. and what he has given you, which is a gunner and a special teams guy, go get the you next go Daniel draft Thomas. a guy. Yeah, and course. by the way, Balky, do a good job drafting those guys so they can step That's onto the, the football problem. field. So Demetrius has four must-sign free agents among that list. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, no surprise, is the first. Mm-hmm. He also has the Jaguars re-signing Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. He has them re-signing Trey Herndon. And re-signing Ezra Cleveland. 
Now, it's interesting because Trey is another guy that gets a little expensive, but he also has been fairly sturdy. Not great. Average to good, but reliable. And, and he, he stayed healthier this year than he did a year ago, and he stayed healthy when other guys were hurt and he needed to step up. I guess it but, depends on what you think of Cooper Hodges. If, like, if you really have hopes for Cooper Hodges, mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, Ezra. Then you say goodbye to Ezra. Yeah. Because Ezra It now, also comes down to, are you keeping Cam Robinson and Brandon Scherf on the roster? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ezra at least made it known, at least that's the way the conversation went when he was acquired from Minnesota, is that he's coming up on his next contract, and he views himself as a guy who's capable of being a swing guy and would like to see a little more cash in the register. So, yeah, tough, tough decision. I think a lot of it comes down to what are your – what is and I understand it's February 12th, so you haven't completed your board yet. You've looked at enough free agents, though, that I would think you have some idea of what you're going to do in that realm. But I think a lot of this comes down to – and may I direct you all now to the 1010XL draft guide on 1010XL.com um, because we have our offensive tackle rankings up today. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it comes down to what do you think of this year's crop of offensive linemen? Is it so deep that you can take – two or three high-priority picks and cash it in with an offensive lineman, and then you say, well, as much as we need a little bit of veteran experience, maybe we do – maybe we say goodbye to Brandon Scherf and Cam Robinson, we do a friendly one- to two-year deal with Ezra, and we're going to draft two to three guys, and then they grow with Trevor. Yeah, because if you did say goodbye to Cam and Sheriff, that is a considerable amount of money that you're going to lop off of the cap, and, and it will help you. Uh, but you just said goodbye to – one the two your, most veteran players. Yeah, two most veteran, but also one of your best offensive linemen being Cam. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind saying goodbye to Sheriff just because he's just had a tough last couple of years uh, injury-wise. You can't pay him that money. No, that you can't. You it's can't. just, it's no just way. the way it is. In other words, you signed in free agency a very good, all-pro-worthy interior lineman that has not been healthy. It's not that anymore, right? Right. He's not been healthy right. enough. So I think I think you, you get it you get at least one maybe two from free agency, mm-hmm. and then you draft at least one maybe two. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest it, it's it's the glaring weakness on this team. Well, if you the offensive line, right? If you felt like Cooper Hodges was developable, then you go get another guy too on top of him, sure. like you're saying in the draft. Because sure. if there's if anything you, you learn from the failed Ben Barch experiment yeah. this past, and that's with all due respect to Ben, by the way, yeah. who did play in yesterday's Super Bowl, but banking on a guy coming off a significant knee injury and or a guy in Walker Little who has never actually played the left guard position and being like, that's how we're gonna that's how we're yeah. gonna fix the left and then Shatley thrown in there. Right. That's left guard. Don't, I mean, if you're signing Josh Allen and Ridley, you're not bringing Cam back. Mm-hmm. I got news for you. Walker Little's your left tackle. Yeah. But don't build a team with your fingers crossed. Don't. It's not gonna work. Uh and Dewan Smoot, you had your fingers crossed. It didn't work. Uh the other guys that we're talking about, you can't hope for luck to be on You your can't side. see a scenario where they sign all three of those guys, right? Who? Will they sign Ridley, Allen, and Cam, or keep Cam? I should say. It's That's not a, a lot of money. In then three you're not. Eyes. Yeah. Then you're not. Two of whom are right. kind of, you know, they're iffy. There's no well, doubt they're. Well, iffy. then you're then you're saying goodbye to Sure for sure. Yeah. You're saying goodbye to Rayshon. Maybe saying goodbye to Fatakasi. Mm-hmm. You're going to have okay. some other cap casualties. Hey, we talked then. about how the window is not as wide as they thought. Yeah. It's. But but they say, wasted a year this year, right? But they definitely say, wasted a year. To say goodbye to Rayshon, you better have another guy ready to go, and they don't. Well, Antonio Johnson, yeah, yeah, they hope, but they don't know that. That's pretty good. Player. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, oh, I, oh, I yeah. Believe me, right. I'm 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 good on Antonio Johnson, but we haven't seen him over time to know 100. percent Rayshon had his liabilities, but also had a hell of a lot of good play in him 
the last couple of seasons. So, yes to Antonio Johnson, but it's just like we just said about Cooper Hodges. If you're going to put him in there, you go get another guy right behind him. You better have another safety that is going to compete with Antonio Johnson. Do we? So. Hmm? Yeah, well, I Dewey's, think that's Dewey's, why Dewey's a fixture. I think Dan, well, so is DT in that locker yeah. room. Like that's yeah, but still, that's their guy. You, yeah, but you know as well as I do, you leadership that's expensive for a guy that's a guy. And Mia, you know this. There, I don't care what good leadership was on, going on in there. It didn't show on the football field. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the right. end. Well, they found a way to re-sign Dewey last offseason yeah. when yeah. they were quote unquote cap strapped. So yeah. I'm just telling you again to your point of you can't let that bottom third of the roster get mm-hmm. away from you. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's going to be as expensive. Mm-hmm. So, I think yeah. that that's a cheap, easy solution to that depth. Yeah. Um, some of those other positions, that's where it's going to be a little more difficult. Let's say hello to the Frangie Show. They are live at Fort Family Park, the grand opening of that park, those baseball diamonds with a whole lot of fun with walk-off charities all week long. Let's say hello to them coming up next right here on XL Primetime. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. Lauren Brooks joins us now for Angie's show, getting ready to go at a brand new baseball park uh, with walk-off charities out at Fort Family. And is it the Bregans that are behind this as far as the naming of the actual ballpark? It is the Brigham Baseball Complex, Joe. So, yeah, super excited to be out here at Fort Family. Certainly the city of Jacksonville, walk-off charities. Everybody has done a ton of work for this to be ready. And it's a little overcast and breezy, but you know what? I think the rain's going to hold off until later. So I think we're going to have some great baseball, some great softball coming up. First time ever that the walk-off charities classic, preseason classic, features softball. So we're super excited about that. The first game, as far as baseball is concerned, is Providence versus Wolfson. And the first game, as far as softball is concerned, Clay versus Pat. So we've already got athletes out here stretching, and and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So just give everybody an idea schedule-wise. It'll go through the week, of course. Yes, absolutely. It'll all finish on Saturday. So the the winners will all play on Saturday, but anybody who has lost their games, they'll face off uh, Thursday and Friday. So basically it's a week-long tournament. That if you want to find more information, go to walkoffcharities.com. You can buy your tickets. You can see the full schedule because there are a ton of games. Each uh, tournament features 12 teams. So lots happening. And if you have not seen this ballpark, it is literally unbelievable. Well, that's awesome to hear. Uh, a lot of a lot of good people putting a lot of hard work into it. And Absolutely. you guys will be doing that. And, of course, uh, what else with the Super Bowl? Yes, of course. We'll break down the Super Bowl. I heard y'all breaking down your best food that you ate. That was fun to listen to. The armadillo eyeballs, is that what you called Uh, those? uh, Armadillo eggs. Uh, Eggs, that's right. Armadillo eggs, not eyeballs. You got a hatch. Those sounded good. You got something going Uh, on in your house that we shouldn't know about? Is that what you're trying to tell us? (laughs) <laughs> no, I have nothing going on, I promise. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll get into the Super Bowl and obviously also break down that big win by the Florida men's basketball team on Saturday. All right, sounds good, Lauren. We'll be listening. All right, thanks so much. All right, Francis show coming up next. Uh, one did uh, text in as well. The best thing I ate was smoked pig shots, shot glass-sized kielbasa cups filled with cheese, jalapeno, and wrapped in bacon. That's interesting. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it does sound pretty good. It does sound like a shot glass. Yeah. I don't I, even know how you would make it. Like, you really got to carve it out. I'm here for it, I can tell you that. Uh, all right. Yep. Yeah.
They have to have some of those brought by uh, XL Primetime. All right, we are done. Thanks to Mokama Beer Company. Uh, any day of the week, you can enjoy great coffee up there Tuesday through Sunday, the great craft, and make it one of the places that you drop by that beautiful tap room when you head up to Fernandina or if you're a Nassau nooner, just head on in to the tap room there or the Wildlight location, and you can find their beer by logging on to mokama.com. We are done. Joe C., me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes, Big Surs, and JJ, you got the Frangie Show coming up next.